What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by The Madhouse. That's our bonus podcast series over at patreon.com slash challenge mania, where every week we break down the episode of Total Madness with a guest. We've had Mark Long. We've had Darrell Taylor. We've had Kellyanne Judd. We've had Marie. We've had Brad. Last week, we had Kenny. You can get it all at patreon.com slash challenge mania. You didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, I don't know if he's Team West or Team Bananas, but I'm pretty sure he was happy with last week's outcome, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? Hey, yeah. Uh, shoot, speaking of last week's outcome, I'm not, I'm not really happy about anything other than, uh, you know, seeing people come together, you know, seeing people come together from all walks of life to uh, for, a, for a cause that's been uh, – has 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 uh hasn't been brought to light in a long time so just uh want everyone out there to know that's protesting peacefully uh challenge mania is with you and uh and i think we get it we get into a solid conversation about that with johnny yeah, and uh, look, I just want everyone to know this is uh, the first Challenge Mania podcast that we've recorded in quite some time. We did do the Madhouse on Wednesday night. Um, we decided to open up the podcast with eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence in tribute uh, to the life and death of George Floyd. Obviously, a lot of you guys know what happened there with the tragic murder of George Floyd uh, by police brutality and everything that's gone on all across the country, all the protests that have uh, started and have continued to this day. And we realized that, look, Reality TV is not top of mind for everybody. Reality TV podcasts certainly aren't. Um, and I know this thing continues. The conversation continues. The necessary listening continues. The necessary contributions continue. Um, I know that we uh, donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund uh, quite some time ago. I think that they are are pretty much tapped. They don't. They're literally redirecting uh, donations at this point. So please do the necessary research when you hear this and uh, look up who needs the money. If you do want to uh, follow in our footsteps and match donations, I know a lot of people in the challenge world have done so very generously and continue to do so. Just make sure you're researching, seeing who needs the money at this time. And um, sadly, new stories come up every day of police brutality and uh, violence in this country and stuff for us to get out there and protest about and to use our platforms to get the voices out about. Um, not our podcast, but the Hedrick Files podcast, the Rotten Bananas podcast. They had our man Tyrone Graham on. Tyrone, a proud member of the Pod Squad, a proud challenge maniac, and a proud member of the African American community. He is the guy that I, I text and I email a lot of the times where I have questions about, you know, how to handle even a conversation about something that happened on the show or how do I put out this message about how we're going to handle the podcast and stuff. Really smart guy, brilliant guy. He went and talked to Logan and Ali. I encourage you guys to go and listen to that podcast. D, I know you don't love it when I plug other podcasts, but that's one that you guys have to go and listen to. And um, yeah. Tyrone is actually the one who gave me uh, the idea to open the Madhouse last week with the moment of silence tribute to uh, it was more than a moment eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence tribute to george floyd so shouts to tyrone continuing to impart wisdom to me and to everybody if you go and listen to that podcast they do talk some challenge they talk some survivor as well but uh open it up with a nice hour-long conversation about everything going on in this country with the black lives matter movement and how we as uh, white allies can can listen and, and take advice of how to successfully be an ally so um today uh on this this podcast, we're not going to talk about much of that. We are going to talk to Johnny Bananas about the episode that we had 
in the challenge last Wednesday. Him and Wes finally going at it in the middle of this season. They've been allies with each other for the majority of the season. That broke down. They go at it in elimination. We're going to talk about that, but we do want to open this podcast with uh, just you know thanking everybody who's listening and thanking everybody who so far has been a part of the Black Lives Matter movement in whatever way, shape, or form you have done so, whether you participated in Blackout Tuesday like we tried to do. And uh, we just want everybody to keep it going and know that it's not not just a week-long thing, not just a, a couple days, uh, to keep it going, keep the energy, as they say, uh, keep listening and, and hearing what you can do. Um, however, you know, I know that, that that sounds a little bit trite where, where I'm going to say, yeah, but we're going to do a podcast about the challenge. So we realize today might not be the day for you to want to talk about or hear about the challenge. If that's the case, this podcast will be there next week, the week after that, whenever you are ready for it. And for those who are looking to listen to a chat about the challenge today, we have a conversation with Mr. Johnny Bananas for you. Yeah, and as and as far as uh, you know, directing people to uh, to other podcasts right now in in this moment where uh, where we are all coming together um, to to bring awareness to the Black Lives Matter movement, which we're completely behind. Um, I would direct them towards listening. Uh, and I got that from you. You started saying the word listen. And as I continued to do my own due diligence in, in playing my part. Yeah. And it's not, um, people have said this, this isn't something I came up with, but I think it's a brilliant uh, thought is that it's not enough to just not be racist. All right. Like I, I you know, I know I think both of us, uh, as white people, as people who consider ourselves allies in the fight against racism, we think, Oh, we're not racist. And that's the end of it. No, it's not enough to just be not racist yourself. You have to be actively anti-racism and out there speaking against it, even if you're not taking part of it in it, even if you're not constantly surrounded by it, you have to be out there uh, fighting the good fight along with everybody, even if it doesn't affect your day to day. And even if you're not contributing to the problem, you have to contribute to the solution and the fight against it as much as possible. But you are, is it still going on over at your cameo, by the way? And, and yes, and yes. And, and if you haven't taken a stance before, in your communities, in, in your conversations, now is the time because you're not alone right now. Everybody is with you in having these conversations and, you know, moving society into the, the right direction. Um, so yes, yeah, Scott, go ahead. Yeah. And look, and it, it is obviously not the most natural of segues to go from talking about something that is of the utmost importance, uh, in the real world and stuff that's happening out there every day on the streets, taking lives from people and then going and talking about a reality show with a bunch of people having fun down in a bunker. Uh, you know, they are, you know, forming sort of alliances in a game, literally a game to win money. It's all in good fun. We watch it for good fun. People participate in it for good fun and reality. Reality TV and podcasts are meant to be an escape. Certain things in life should not be escaped from those. So we want you guys in listening to this podcast, in enjoying the challenge. And I think a lot of people associated with not just the challenge, but television and podcasts have done a great job over the last week of trying to be a part of the conversation and use their platforms for good uh, while also continuing to, in a respectful way, give their content uh, to the people who either pay for it or rely on it just to get by in their day-to-day. Of course, the pandemic is still with us and people, I think, need entertainment more than ever right now. I know people, um, especially a, a partner we have as a, as a sponsor, BetterHelp, people can use online counseling now more than ever. So um, look, I realize that there's a lot of you out there who rely on our podcast, who rely on the challenge and 
who enjoyed it last Wednesday or whenever you watched it. And we're going to get to that. Um, the way that you can blur the lines and obviously use a lot of this stuff to contribute to the positivity. You're doing it over on Cameo. I've seen a lot of people do it. Um, I hope it's still running by the time this podcast drops. But if someone books your Cameo, the proceeds go to the NAACP Empowerment Program. Uh, I've seen a lot of people doing that. I think Cameo does a great job of making this stuff easy for you guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. They provide the option to you guys and make it very easy for you guys to do that, which I think is really cool um, because now somebody can go and order a video of Derek Kaczynski saying hi to their to their grandma or saying hi to their friend or saying happy graduation, congratulations to somebody. They can do something that can benefit them or a friend, but also it's benefiting the NAACP Empowerment Program. I think that's a great way to to uh, combine the two things here. Uh, Cameo is something I know you have fun doing regardless, but now it's contributing to good as well. Yeah. And, uh, just on top of that, just to finish up this introduction, um, you know, we had Kenny in the madhouse and I couldn't, you know, this is a great, uh, one, two punch that we have, uh, with guests. I couldn't have, I don't think we could have, we could have come up with a, a better, a better route to talk about this episode. Yeah, and and look, last week uh, we had Fessy on the podcast, fantastic guest. I still want, I'm still going to plug his, his Twitter at Fessy Fitness because I want you guys yes. to let him know if you heard him on the podcast. And you know, I posted that you know, unfortunately, we had recorded the podcast with Fessy. Uh, we dropped it last week, sort of a soft uh, dropping of the podcast. Didn't really feel right to do the proper rollout with all the plugs and all the catchphrases and all the puns and stuff like that. Similarly, with the Madhouse, uh, Kenny Santucci came on, very generous with his time, broke down the episode. We had had him booked for quite some time because, you know, we had a feeling this might be the episode where the feud and alliance between Johnny and Wes came to fruition. Who knows those guys better than Kenny? So um, we had him in the madhouse. Didn't necessarily plug the hell out of it because of everything Didn't plug going it on. at all. So I want you guys to know that when you are ready, when you are, and if you're listening to this, you might be ready already, go and listen to Fessy on Challenge Mania. He was a great guest, obviously a rookie taking the challenge by storm. Uh, go check out Kenny in the Madhouse over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. If you aren't in a p- position to do so and join the pod squad, we really appreciate it. If not, email me challenge mania podcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to send you a sample episode of the Madhouse for you to enjoy. Whether you're considering joining the pod squad or whether you're just down on your luck, whether you're having a rough month or a rough week, which I know we are all having, I totally understand. Email me challenge mania podcast at gmail.com and i'll go and get you a podcast for you to enjoy but um i encourage you guys keep looking it up online as the charities every day are evolving of who needs the money and where the great place to uh, donate is you know a lot of challengers and people that you follow on social media have dedicated their feeds to putting that information out there so i encourage you guys to check it out You've seen a lot of challengers out there protesting leroy anisa tori and jordan uh really great to see that and everybody being a part of the cause so Thank you guys so much, especially you guys. I want to say this. I said this when I I wrote to our patrons. Um, I've seen a lot of you guys out there matching donations left and right and using your platforms and your social media channels. I know a lot of the time it's, you know, 90% of the time you're talking about the challenge and who said what and who did what. And I see a little bit of that out there, but a lot of you guys have been using your minds and using your feeds to talk about all these important issues and draw attention to the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and, and the conversation has really leaned towards that for the past week or so. And I could not be more proud of you guys. So I know, look, I will tell you this, uh, you know, members of the pod squad or just listeners of Challenge Radio. We are so proud to have you guys as listeners of the podcast. So proud to have you guys as part of the pod squad or just fans of the show. Anyone who's come out to any of our show, we are as pr- we are way more proud to be associated with you than you are with us, I guarantee you. So I just want to say that. Thank you guys uh, for, for really doing us proud over the past couple weeks. Yep. 
Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. And uh, and patrons, Pod Squad, we appreciate you more than ever. You yes. are our heartbeat. And uh, guys, uh, in the middle of this, in the middle of everything going on, we had a uh, banner episode of the challenge. We had something that was years in the making. Wes versus Johnny finally coming to a crescendo, a word you'll hear me use uh, several times in this podcast. Probably the last time I should ever use it. I use it so much. But uh, that's really the word I, I want to keep using to talk about it because you have Johnny and Wes who for seasons and seasons and seasons have been at each other's throats and for the last couple they're directly responsible as you hear from Johnny last season he was more responsible for taking out Wes than he was even giving credit for now here we are they work together for what seems like the entire season so far until Wes decides to throw himself in so we got some great questions from our patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania and we're going to talk to Johnny he gave us a lot of his time about everything going on during Total Madness how the challenge has evolved and how that relationship with him and Wes evolved coming to fruition this past Wednesday. Um, who better to have on the show than Johnny Bananas himself? So you know where to find him on Twitter at Johnny Bananas. Let him know that you heard him on the show and you appreciate him giving us his time. You know where to follow, find us. I'm at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. We are at Facebook, facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. Um, and we apologize. We don't apologize, but you know, Clearly, for the past couple of weeks, we've been a bit lighter on the challenge fodder on our social media channels. Uh, we know you guys do come to us for our thoughts. You come to us for a place to bullshit, for lack of a better term, about the show that we love. So we've, been, we've just been trying to be respectful. We've been trying to to read the room, if you will. Um, but we did want to bring you this podcast that, of course, you can turn on, you can turn off at your leisure. And so when you are ready to listen to it, here it is, a chat with Mr. Johnny Bananas. Really appreciate you guys. And... Uh, here we go. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Ladies and gentlemen, back on the podcast for, I don't know, his third, fourth, fifth appearance, but on the heels of a fantastic film he directed this past Wednesday called How the West Was Won, Mr. Johnny <laughs> Bananas. How are you, brother? Dude, so punny, Scott. I, actually, I didn't, I didn't think of that. I, that, I, didn't, uh, I didn't come up with that one. Have you yeah. been um, workshopping some stuff? You got any merch coming out? I know last Christmas uh, was the, uh, I forget, you had a, the gingerbread man type of stuff. Are you working on turning this into a marketing ploy as well? I was thinking about it, but dude, I'm, I'm spinning so many plates right now. I mean, I'm just trying to keep up with the, uh, demand for the, 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 the merch I'm already pushing out. Um, plus, I mean, whatever I would have put out probably would have been, uh, absolutely devastating, um, to Wes's psyche. He's already, I mean, hanging, hanging by a thread right now. So, you know, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to push him over the edge, man. So I figured if it had, I had, I come out with another, another article of clothing, another piece of merch. It would have, uh, yeah, it probably would have pushed, pushed West past the brink, dude. And, you know, with, with all the, with all the, with everything that's going on in the world right now, we need a little more love and happiness. So. Yeah. It could have been like a, it could have been like a burning gingerbread man, like a fuming, <laughs> you know, like running up uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. We'll stop. Um, you're also sp spinning literal plates, right? You're, you're also on worse cooks. At the same time as Total Madness right now, and first look, you're a, you're a threefer right now on television. Um, talk about that. How did that come about? I mean, dude, uh, it, it it's like all the stars just kind of aligned, man. Um, 
this pandemic couldn't have hit at a at a stranger time, I guess, for me, because yeah, like you said, man, I'm on three different shows, three different networks. I essentially have, you know, a captive audience at home that whether they like it or not has to see me three different nights of the week. Um, uh, yeah, worst cooks, um, you know, just, it just kind of fell into my lap, uh, after I got back from filming the challenge, actually one of the, one of the, uh, one of the old field, uh, field producers from the challenge, uh, is the EP of Worst Cooks. And, um, you know, she, she messaged me and said, listen, I know this is kind of an odd fit. Um, <clears throat> but we're doing a celebrity edition of Worst Cooks in America. Want to know if it's something you want to do. And I don't consider myself the worst cook. Um, I consider myself a, an okay cook at a few very, uh, distinct different, different dishes. But I know my way around the kitchen, um, so I thought it would be a, a a good experience. I had no idea it was going to be as, I mean, competitive and as stressful as it was. I was expecting to go in and, you know, crack some dad jokes with, with Dave Coulier and make fun of Wells' uh, T-shirt that's unbuttoned down to his belly button. Um, but it ended up being a lot more competitive, a lot more stressful uh, than, I, than I thought it was going to be. I mean, some of these cooks that we did – Towards the end, you know, it was an elimination show, but some some of the uh, the, the, the cooks that we had to do um, were right up there with as stressful as you know, mentally stressful, not necessarily physically, but you know, with all the time the time crunch, and you know, you've got five different things on the stove at once, one thing in the oven, and you're trying to tell producers what you're doing and narrate through and be funny all at the same time, while also trying to put together a, an immaculate dish have it plated in a, you know, very short amount of time. It was stressful, man. So, uh, definitely pushed me to places I never thought it would. Um, but the end result ended up being absolutely phenomenal. And, um, it, it really, uh, it really, uh, forced me to, you know, develop this new love of cooking. I'm actually now doing a new web series at home called cooking in quarantine, uh, where I'm basically, reproducing and replicating the dishes that I made the previous episode of worst cooks in my kitchen, I have a fab fabulous videographer who's been doing it all for me. Um, so yeah. So if you haven't seen that as well, it's on my YouTube, it's called uh cooking in quarantine. So yeah, man, again, it's just adding more onto the plate, dude. So as if, as if the three shows weren't enough, now I'm doing my own web series at home as well. So just, just staying busy. So, so, but, but to be honest, how, how awesome was it to see Uncle Joey from fucking Full House? <laughs> it's unreal, dude. Like I mean, this 20 is, years yeah. later, like, wasn't he everybody's uncle? Actually, yes. I, uh, I, I've had this, I've been corrected on social media. It was Uncle Jesse. Joey is actually just some guy. Uh, he's actually not their, he's not their uncle. I've called him Uncle Joey on social media okay. before, and I've been corrected that Joey is actually not technically their uncle, but continue. Do they not call him Uncle Joey? Whether they called him that or not, apparently, legally, he is not their uncle. I don't know if that ever came up in court, but uh, I have been corrected, and it wasn't by Alanis Morissette. Did you not wow. hug him when you saw him? Did you? I mean, did you not hug him? Were you like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you. I did. Well, <laughs> sort of, sort of. You know how it is, man. It's like you kind of – you know how it feels sometimes yeah. for people to kind of like, you know, fangirl over you, so – I didn't want to be that guy. I was like, listen, I'm going to be filming with this guy for, you know, the foreseeable future. And I don't want to be, you know, that guy. So, you know, I just got to play it cool. Yeah. Play it cool. Yeah. Played it cool. Yeah, dude. Exactly. So, uh, uh, saw him at the bar the night before we started filming. We were talking with producers and stuff. 
Uh, him and I ended up, ended up on the same team. We ended up being the last two, uh, you know, the, the final two standing. Uh, we, you know, got, we, 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 uh, coined the, uh, nickname, the Blues Brothers, cause we were, you know, on the blue side. Such a cool guy. Honestly, such, he really is, man. Um, everything, his, jo- he's aged, and I said this on the show, but his jokes have it. I mean, he's still, man, throwing those dad jokes out like it's, you know, like they're free. Um, but, but, but all, all around great guy. Uh, couldn't have picked a, 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 a better teammate to be on the, on the show with. Um, but yeah, I didn't know the whole, I didn't know the whole Uncle Joey slash random dude living in the house situation. It's kind of funny. Did, yeah. did he, he kind of remind you of Timmy? Like when you met Timmy, was yes. he like yes. Uncle Joey? Like completely jokes. He had Timmy the nuts Jake. and bolts thing. Yeah. He had the nuts and bolts show out, but he had the same like sort of, you know, kind of like quirky, fun, really good dude attitude. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, like your dad. I mean, he really was like, he, he just brought that, um, and he's, his, his humor though was a lot more, I mean, the guy's got so many voices in his head and he's just, he really is just like off the wall, dude, playing the harmonica. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he, 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 every time you'd turn around, he was just busting out some different, you know, it's like, it's, it felt like you were on Sesame. It felt like we were hanging out on Sesame Street with all these characters that, 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 that kept popping up. But, um, great dude. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Amazing experience. Oh my gosh. You mentioned, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything like that lining up with you having not one, not two, three shows on the air. We had TJ Lavin on right before the season started. And I remember it was, you know, a couple weeks into the pandemic and sports was officially canceled. There wasn't a lot on. It was before the Jordan doc had premiered and the mm-hmm. challenge and survivor was still going, but the challenge set its premiere date April 1st. And everyone was just like, thank God. And I joked with yeah. TJ about how timing couldn't almost be better for the challenge to come and save the day and really be that fifth sport, you know, and now it's not even the fifth sport. It's the first one. Um, this week, obviously the last week and a half is, you know, to, to think that things could ever get worse than the pandemic we were ever in seemed impossible, but with obviously the tragic death of George Floyd and so many other tragic pr- uh, police brutality issues and everything, you know, just coming to a head here with the black lives matter movement. Um, this week really felt different in, in the entertainment industry. And, um, so many people have kind of, you know, called to action and, and played a part in it. And a lot of that has been listening. And a lot of that has been, been silence as well. And, and I think that the challenge this past Wednesday decided not to tweet during the episode. Um, I know we really scaled back how, how much we promoted our podcast and stuff and really tried to dedicate the majority of our feeds to, you know, talking about things that we felt mattered more than a silly little TV show. Um, however, and I know this is a rough transition to make, you know, this is an episode that I think you were probably for the last six months or whatever it's been waiting for this to come to crescendo and Wes, of course, but on the receiving end. I mean, this is something that for 14 years here, we've been waiting for you and Wes to go at it in an elimination. And it happening in a season where you guys had worked together. And this episode really was crafted from start to finish to tell that story and such great commentary from TJ. And here we are, it landing in in the middle of a week where it doesn't necessarily feel as right as it typically would to kind of give it the proper due. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just want to ask you, like, you know, 
obviously, you know, everything I said, I, I know, and I've seen you out there with Leroy on the, on the Instagram lives. And I know that you, you care a lot about, uh, the movement and you've been trying to do your part as best possible. Um, how awkward was it this week having probably the biggest episode of your challenge career short of winning a damn thing and having it land in the middle of this week where really nobody wants to hear about, you know, a battery elimination or, you know, a, a reality show in general? So, uh, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but, um, I'll just say, listen, uh, again, you know, I, I, I do think that, um, there is so many m more important noteworthy things taking place in society right now, like you said, uh, than a reality television show. And, you know, my accomplishment or my win, um, you know, should obviously not distract from or overshadow, uh, you know, everything that's going on in society. Um, however, I also think that there has been so much, I mean, just this overwhelming um, amount of, you know, media coverage and the fact that, you know, as, as much as this is such a positive message and a positive movement um, at its core and what it represents it is unfortunate that there ha has at times um, been overshadowed by the uh, the select few um, who have who have taken this as and almost hijacked it in a way to make it more about, you know, destruction and anarchy and and and, you know, and looting and setting fires. And I almost feel like there has been so much and it was just such this immersion that some people needed somewhat of uh, of an escape for that momentarily to just kind of, you know, just take their mind off some of the, the, the doom and gloom. And again, um, just have something else to, 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 to focus on momentarily. And I was also a bit, you know, apprehensive, uh, going into, to, to Wednesday and, and just wondering what, the message was going to be out there and, and, you know, and, and everyone stood in such solidarity, um, you know, with the blackout Tuesday and, you know, posting, you know, and everybody, I mean, I've never seen anything like it on social media where it seemed like everybody had this unified voice and this unified, um, you know, commitment to kind of all, uh, be in this thing together. So when Wednesday hit, I was, you know, I, I didn't know what the, uh, what the response was going to be to posting things about a, a, a reality television show. And I will say that I was, I was actually, um, happy to see that the, 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 the overwhelming majority of the responses, you know, were, you know, while yes, this is a, a, a television show and while this is, you know, uh, you know, something that we obviously shouldn't be, um, letting take our focus off, you know, the real issues at hand, um, seeing the way it, it played out between Wes and I, yeah, it was this epic elimination. And it's this moment that like, you know, everyone has been, you know, dying to see for, for years, but the way it all played out and how, you know, it ended with him and I really like coming together, um, in a strange way, it was almost symbolic that it's like, listen, if me and this guy, Wes Bergman, who have had this rivalry that dates back, you know, to the beginning of our time on television, and it's been as ugly and as nasty as it possibly could have, could, could have gotten. Um, I mean, if the two of us are able to, you know, 
put our differences aside and come together and have this moment of like, you know, love and, 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 and coming together than I was, you know, hoping that that could be the message that was taken away from that episode. And for the most part, I think it was. And a lot of the responses that I got from that episode were just that, like, you know, it brought a tear to my eye. Like that was, that, that was incredible. Like, and it really was like for me in that moment and reliving it, um, it, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of, you know, for lack of better words, it was a beautiful moment, man. And I'm just hoping that some way, shape or form that that was able, that, 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 that the challenge that that moment that, you know, taking what, what could have been a very ugly outcome with him and I, you know, whether it be gloating or whether it renewing this rivalry or whether it ending with all these awful words, the fact that it, it ended the way that it did on such a positive note, um, I'm just hoping that in some way, shape or form that was able to almost, um, you know, ease, ease, ease tensions, dial back some of the, 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 the rhetoric that we've seen out there and really just help people, you know, um, just kind of, just kind of calm down and, and open their eyes and open their ears and, and, and listen. Um, so yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was, it was a powerful moment. Um, but again, it pales in comparison to, um, you know, the powerful, you know, almost, you know, two weeks that we've had at this point. So I'm just glad, um, I'm just glad it, it you know, people kind of saw it for what, for what it was. Um, and that was just, you know, kind of hopefully a, a bright spot, um, in what has otherwise been, you know, somewhat, um, somewhat turbulent days. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it, and we're going to talk a lot about it because that's what the majority of the questions we got for you are about this. As I mentioned, this crescendo of a, a climax when it comes to you and Wes and the storyline that's played out this season. And, you know, on one hand, it seems like, you know, the timing of, look, this is a, a week where maybe there's less eyeballs or, or, or less people who care deeply about the challenge this week. And literally this is the week that the challenge Twitter decides to take a stand and, and not tweet. And I would say that, you know, this would probably be the week they would normally tweet and promote more. So, you know, and I know that because yeah. of blackout Tuesday, the screener for the episode didn't go out until early Wednesday, which they probably would have had a larger rollout because this is probably going to be the banner episode. When you do look back on this season a year from now, however, you mentioned how interestingly ironic it is that in an alternate universe, this could have been gross and this could have been dirty and this could have been bitter and this could have been a messy challenge episode. This could have been a mm -hmm. messy breakdown of an alliance. This could have been, you know, not a good look for you or for Wes or for the show, but I think in a weird way, uh, some of the detractors of this episode and how it played out who maybe almost wanted it to be a little bit of, you know, more antagonistic between you two. This is the form that we needed it to be in this week. And in 100%. a week where, as, as you mentioned, you know, to have people come together and to have an audience of a show to come together, you know, the fact that this thing from start to finish was on the up and up and respectful from start to finish to him picking you up off the ground and you guys hugging at the end. I mean, look, I, I there's no way in, in a, in your wildest dreams, you could have foreseen how important this would be this week for it to be this cathartic experience. But I don't think any of us would have been ready for a different kind of challenge episode that we all know we've seen many times before. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I could not agree more. And again, I mean, it, there's a lot of I mean, there's so many just crazy, um, just uh, serendipitous, um, you know, uh, uh, aspects of this season's challenge. One of them being the format. We are. And no one again could have predicted this. The format of this season, we are 
trapped in a bunker underground, uh, cut off from all physical, you know, um, interaction. I mean, outside of obviously the bunker and we're effectively in quarantine. Who would have thought that this season then was almost preparing us for the real quarantine? And while people are at home in quarantine, <laughs> they are watching a reality television show where basically we are in quarantine. I mean, and that was just, you know, the first, um, the first crazy, you know, similarity, the fact that, as you mentioned before, this is the first time, I mean, in, in, in recent history that I can at least remember or ever that every single major American sport has been postponed, canceled, rescheduled. And for us to have gone for the challenge to all these years, be coined and have the, 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 the name is the fifth American sport when there are no sports. Okay. Who could have predicted that this was going to happen where all sports, I mean, we, you know, the, the, the viewing audience, sports fans, just people in general are just devoid of, you know, their sports fix for the challenge then to also be able to step up and to granted, there's no way that you could ever make up and, and, and fill that void. But there is, I think, this certain desire to watch competition um, that has been, at least in, in, in a small part, um, fulfilled. You know, this desire has, in a small part, been fulfilled from a lot of viewers. And then again, for this episode to have premiered, um, you know, there couldn't have been, a, 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 um, you know, a more appropriate time for an episode with the message that this episode had, which was coming together, love, peace, unity, um, putting bad blood aside, new beginnings, you know, changing the, 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 the current course or, or, you know, trajectory that things have been on for it to happen. Just, it's, it's just, again, um, coincidental, serendipitous, whatever you want to call it, that it, that it happened when it did. Um, yeah. Would it have gotten more attention to more eyeballs otherwise? Yeah, possibly. But again, um, I think the people that, 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 that saw it took away the message Not this week though. Like I'm telling you, like in a, in a normal week, if you guys were messier, it would have gotten more coverage, more eyeballs, et cetera. Yeah. But this was not the week to have the us weekly exclusive about how you turn your back on West, et cetera. That wasn't exactly. playing this week, no matter what. So this is what we needed. And there's no way six months ago, you guys knew that, but no. you gave it to us. Exactly. And like I said, man, no one could have, no one could have predicted it. Um, and I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm happy that, that it, that it came out when it did. Um, and again, you know, nothing in, in no way, shape or form is, you know, should it, should it d detract or, or distract or overshadow, you know, what's actually going on in society, what really matters. But like I said, man, it's good. It, it, it's good that it had a positive message with it as opposed to what you were saying, you know, a, a, a negative one. Yeah, so I think it's it's really interesting how to see and, uh, you know, to know both of you and to know uh, your histories, um, to kind of see you guys come out of your comfort zones. And uh, and even at the end of this thing, uh, I, I, I don't feel I didn't feel like I I I I I, I was I was astounded by what I had been watching, even from the beginning. I was like, this is not real. So for you guys to put an ending on this with a hug and a kiss and, a, you know, based on what I see as a backstab, I think is, you know, everything that you guys just said, 
synonymous to where society is going and needs to go and stepping out of their comfort zones and continuing to have these conversations on what's going on in society right now. So I applaud both of you for um, speaking up and saying what you guys just said, because I've just been listening and I think it's just beautiful the way you guys have said it. Um, I want to I want to step out of our comfort zone here, though. And I want to get to to the nuts and bolts of how this yeah. happened, because I still Johnny, I've known you for for so long. And yeah. this is not what I was expecting. Uh, this is this is this is the and, and I'm thinking the whole time. This is not real. This is fake as shit. Um, <laughs> you know, and, you know. You know, but, you know, we had Kenny in the madhouse the other day and I, you probably didn't know that, but we, we kind of talked about this, you know, and yeah. kind of like the forthcoming of you two finally coming together and doing the damn thing. And I guess my real question is, is did this relationship really start with Maury Povich? All right. So let, let me just start by saying, Derek, if, if you were astonished by, you know, how this how this started and how it transpired and played out, then I was fucking sham wild. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I would have never thought going into this, you know how it is, man, going into to challenge seasons, you'll be like, Hey man, let next season, let's work together. Let's have an alliance. Well, it, it so rarely works. It's so, and this is with people who you're friends with, or these are with people that you don't have this long standing rivalry or history with. Wes and I came together this season, not out of a desire. It was out of complete necessity. Okay. And for someone like you who has put in so much time, so much effort, so much sweat, toil and tears over the seasons, it's like, it's come to a point now where regardless of, of, of the history that you have with these vets, it's almost like, we're bonded in, in a strange way because it's like this, like we built this house, right? And it's up to us now to protect this house. Okay. And Wes and I, and this goes back, obviously dates back to the, to the dawn of time, us going back and forth. World, of, this actually didn't, this actually kind of started on World of Worlds one. Maury definitely had a lot to do with it. But if you remember, Maury was prior to World of Worlds 2 when we still had had beef. So when we came into World of Worlds 1, it was Wes's first season back in a long time. And 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 him and I just kind of picked up where we left off. Although I was the one that actually came into that season and extended an olive branch. I was like, listen, let's we don't need to repeat the past. We don't need to repeat history. In fact, I won the first challenge, had the opportunity to send him into elimination and didn't. He then the next time that the very next challenge had the house rallied behind him win, sent me in, we know, you know, what transpired after that, that was kind of where our rivalry then like really took on new life. And that's why going into world of worlds too, even though they didn't show it, which I'm still miffed about. And I've, and, and I've given MTV and Buna Murray a piece of my mind, make no mistake. Wes going in against bear was orchestrated by me. Now, even though Laurel and Josh are the ones that pulled the trigger because they were the ones that, that, that voted him in, I was the one that basically made each one of them comfortable with trusting the other one because Laurel and Josh didn't know each other, but I knew both of them and I trusted both of them. And it was me that basically – they both wanted to do it, but neither one of them thought the other one was going to. So I was almost like the mediator, the middleman that was like, no, 
you two have to do this. You have to come together. You have to throw Wes in. So that blind side, him being thrown in against Bear, not knowing it, that was, uh, that was orchestrated by me, you know? Now, Laurel and Josh obviously were the ones that had to pull the trigger and they were definitely had the balls to do it. But so, so. The way I saw it. Why do you think, why do you think they would? Cause to me, I mean, we, like we talked about 14 year rivalry, I would almost be more apt to believe that they would yep. edit it to make it look more like your idea Scott, than theirs. Why I wouldn't said, they? This was the conversation that I had with, with the powers that be. And I was like, this makes zero sense guys from, from, from a, from a story arc. Okay. He got me in, wouldn't it make so much more sense if Wes got me in World of Worlds 1? I came back and returned the Fable World of Worlds 2. What's going to happen on, on the, the final episode of the trilogy? And dude, I, I couldn't even tell you what, what the answer was. It just was, you know, we didn't have enough time or it didn't fit. I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what, you know, I'm not in the editing room, so I don't know, you know, who makes these final decisions, but I thought, <clears throat> Again, from a story perspective, I thought it was a huge missed opportunity. However, after last season, after us both leaving early on World of Worlds 2, um, it, it was, it, it was almost like the first conversation we had was we were, went, when we went to the MTV Movie Awards and we were in a, a uh, uh, you know, suburban together going to, we're staying at the same hotel. We were going to the award show together. Wes literally looked like he hadn't slept in three weeks because this is after he had already been home. And he hadn't, he even said, he goes, dude, he goes, I literally have not slept in three weeks. He goes, I have nightmares every night about killing Josh. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. But I was like, Wes, what, what we need to, this is stupid. All right. What we're doing right now is stupid for the two of us who have put in so much time, so much effort, created so many storylines, created these such memorable, iconic characters on the show. For us to continue going at each other season after season, all we're doing is making the road, everybody else's road easier because everybody else can come in, especially all these new kids can come in and the old guys, the, the, the vets can come in knowing, listen, we don't have to punch in. As long as Bananas and Wes are here, they are going to go after each other. The bullets are going to be whizzing. We can just duck down, let the bullets whiz by until one or both of them is gone. And then we could just pick up the pieces. And we were essentially paving the road and making the road to the final so much easier for other people. Our hard work, what we had built, the house that we had built was being occupied by transients. So we, we, it, so it wasn't even like a, Hey man, this would be a good idea. We should do this. It was like, Wes, we have no other option. We have to do this. For two guys that, 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 that like to pride ourselves on being intelligent and strategic and manipulative and all this stuff, we're only screwing ourselves at this point. So we decided that then and there, this is, this has got to happen. Um, and you know, we stayed in, we stayed in communication. Um, I don't think either one of us really deep down believed that it was really going to happen. Um, even when we got there, like we, 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 you know, we had our conversations, the first, uh, nomination males nomination that we had when, um, Asaf went at West and, and came off the Raptors and started like, you know, targeting him saying, Oh, people are saying this. I, even though I had nothing to do with that, I immediately thought, shit, Wes is going to think that I got in Asaf's head are this, this, this budding, uh, uh, you know, alliance, the unholy alliance that is just starting to like take off 
is already going to be dead in the water first male elimination. Um, but you know, we, 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 we kind of forged through that. And I think, I think deep down, if, and, and if you want to reference the Maury piece, uh, for those of you who didn't see it, please watch it. It's incredible. Uh, Wes and I were on the Nori Povich show. We took a lie detector test. And the big outcome of that was of all the questions that were, that we lied about and were honest about. The one question was, do you in real life want to be friends with Wes? And I said no. And I was being honest. But then when Maury asked Wes, do you in real life want to be friends with bananas? He said no. And he was lying. So he actually did. So I think for all this time and all these years and everything that, that that's been said, I think at the end of the day, Wes Bergman just wanted to be my friend. And I think coming into this season and me really laying it on the line and being like, Wes, you have my heart and you have my trust. I think that that's deep down what he always wanted. I don't think he wanted to be my rival. I don't think he wanted me gone. I think he wanted to, uh, to be buddies with me. And, uh, we made that happen and, um, and it worked really, really, really well. Um, better than I thought it would. And unfortunately it, uh, you know, it, it came to a head a lot sooner than I, than I had planned on it as well. But let me ask you, so on, uh, War of the Worlds one, when he did turn on you, I remember vividly you saying, this is too soon. I remember you being like, Hey, remember we got, you know, gentlemen's agreement. We can do this at some point, just not episode yeah. two kind of a thing. When I saw this Wednesday's episode and we talked about how like it turned out that actually this was good that it played out this way, but it all seemed a little, you know, Almost as if there was a scene missing where you guys said, look, hey, we're not going to the final with each other, but let's go 10 episodes. Let's go 10 eliminations. It almost seemed like gentlemen's agreement that you guys went long enough to where when he did this to you or you did this to him, depending on what the inciting incident was, was it you throwing yourself in or him choosing to go against you, that there was sort of like okay with both of you. Like there was not an animosity here, even though you probably would have rather it go a little longer, that this meant it went long enough. Am I right or wrong there? Had you guys talked about whether or not something short of going to a final together was an okay agreement that if you just kind of went long enough, that's an alliance that you guys were cool with? The plan from the beginning was to go to the final. The plan from the beginning was to, was to work together, have this somewhat secret, unholy alliance, and basically mentally mindfuck everybody in the house and get our, and make our way to the final and run it out there. That's what my understanding was. Um, his as well. Here's the thing. Here's what, here's, the only part of this of the editing from this show that bothered me was him sitting in interviews and saying that me nominating myself to go in caught him off guard and was a complete shock to him. It was anything but. So I had gotten violently ill um, about two days. Okay, I was actually violently ill when we did the sewer challenge when we were dropped into that freezing cold water, um, which was the challenge prior to this. Went to the hospital. Got put on meds, um, fever, chills. I mean, it, it, it was bad. A lot of people got, got, got sick this season. So going into this challenge, I was already past my, you know, they say, every, well, in the challenge, they say everybody hit, hits their breaking point. I had hit my breaking point prior to the trivia challenge. So showing up that day, still being sick, being in drizzly, rainy, frozen Prague, Okay, knowing that now we're going to have to fall into ice cold water again. I before our round even went, 
I literally started telling everyone, including him, I'm going in. I'm done. This is it. <clears throat> I want a purpose for being here. I'm done. Just, oh, how's this going to play out? Or red skulls? Are we going to get one? Or are the rules going to change? I was like, the way I feel right now, I do not want to be here another day, another second without having a reason to be here. And this conversation, obviously, it was off camera. And Wes even said, he goes, oh, well, if that's the plan, if you want to go, if you're checked out, why don't you nominate yourself to go in and I'll go against you and you can lose? And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen, dude. Like if, if wow. I go in, I'm not checked out of the game. All right. I don't want to, I'm not checked out of the game. I'm checked out of d- business as, as usual. All right. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to go in, I'm going to fight my ass off. I'm going to fight to stay here. I'm going to fight for that red skull, but I'm not going to be here another day without it. Or you know what? If I lose, then I go home. It's a win-win. Um, I don't think anyone really believed that I was going to do it though. And that's why when we went on trivia challenge again, everybody knew when I, when I told TJ, his mom played FIFA world cup or won the most <laughs> world cup titles, everybody, no, by me dropping water, everybody knew why I was doing it. Okay. Including Wes. And when I said that I was the first one to drop, Wes hadn't won yet. He knew by me dropping in the water that I was basically fulfilling this plan that I had already informed him of, of nominating myself to go in. Then when TJ announced the winners, I, again, and they didn't show this men said multiple times, guys, yep, I'm going in. I'm going into the point where TJ even said, all right, well, it sounds like bananas is going in. So everybody knew. Okay. What really burned him up. All right. So this was Wes's third win in a row. All right. Third victory in a row, sitting pretty riding high Zero desire to go into elimination. We go into the nomination room. Okay. Now they only showed the only part of the nomination that they showed was Corey and Nelson kind of being like, Oh, we don't know if we want to send you in. When I tell you, Derek, I wish they would have shown it. It was like Johnny Bananas Love Fest 2019. Literally, I felt like I was in, you know, the show, uh, uh, intervention where you sit there and your whole family goes around and everyone says wonderful, nice things about you and how much you've taught them and how much you mean to them. Bro, I literally sat there and person after person, dude, it went around this group and every single person was like, bananas, you know, I look up to you and uh, I was sitting there. And I'm like, even like Corey and Nelson, and I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm like, all right, now this is getting weird. Like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Somebody please insult me because I am not used to people saying nice things about me. Like, I don't know what to do here. So I think that's what really threw him for a loop was the fact that not only did I nominate myself to go in, but now the entire house, it's almost like Wes's third victory was totally being overshadowed by me nominating myself to go in and the entire house like celebrating me literally like I walked out of there. Like they might as well have put me on their shoulders and carried me out like a coach that just like won the national championship for their, for their, for their football team. And I, and, and, and then you see the next scene when he's in bed and, and Corey and Nelson are in there basically being like, dude, bananas just nominated himself to go in. Everyone was like about it. And that is what I really think threw him for a loop. And this is what I said in my live. And this is kind of like what it was is, it's almost like two kids that are sitting there and there's a toy in the middle of the room. The one kid has zero interest in the toy until the second little kid goes and starts playing with it. Then the second kid's like, wait a minute, that looks fun. 
I want to play with that. And that's kind of what happened with this. Wes had zero desire to go in, zero intention to go in. He was never going to nominate himself to go in. But then when I did, I think the thought of A, my nomination of myself completely overshadowing his third win. Wes loves having attention, dude. But but me winning for a third time, that nomination overshadowing his third win, and the the the, the idea of me potentially going into elimination and coming back with a red skull when he was just sitting there with his three wins, which essentially at this point were meaningless. I don't think he could handle that. I honestly think that's what ultimately got to him. And he was like, I would rather lose and go home than be in a house where bananas has a red skull. And I don't. Yeah. And, and I think, I think Nelson and Corey actually don't get enough credit at this point, at least for what they did and what they did is, is, what they did is kind of like, I feel like I've, me and you have done plenty of times before. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the, it's part of like the bad kid alliance. And they literally actually the, the, the younger kids are the younger, you know, brothers that had, had been, you know, grown up watching their bigger brothers do this are now doing it to their bigger brothers. Yep. And, and, and here they are in this, you know, on a separate alliance from both of you, because I still feel like, you know, despite you two being the unholy alliance and being at the top as the king and queen or king and king or whatever, there are still these separate alliances. And from king my and just, king and jester, no, the king and the village idiot. Sure, and and to some <laughs> and to some people. You know, it's it's it, it, it's skewed because there's so many West fans, there's so many giant uh, Johnny fans that it's like to them, it's like you know, it, it, it's you know, one's Batman, one's the Joker to the to, mm-hmm. to the challenge world, you know. Mm-hmm. So so for the sake of saying, uh, you know, you actually taking your Burger King crown off during that deliberation and giving him the the balance of power during that moment. Because if I were Johnny, the Johnny I used to know, I wouldn't have taken the Burger King King, King uh, fucking yeah. hat off hat during off. the deliberation. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Johnny moments that I've seen in this in this episode that I, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know that guy, but that's okay. Um, so in the end, I'm still thinking neither one of you guys are dumb enough to go in there and just be like, "All right, I'm you know we're our number ones and we're you know." Like there's still these separate alliances. I still think that there's a Johnny alliance separately from the West alliance. Then you got this brand new TYB alliance where kind of Fessy jumps in here with with Corey yep. now. And they're playing the role of let's fucking play this. You know, let's instigate. Let's instigate. Let's do what these guys have taught us to do. And yeah. they're sitting there gassing him up. And like you said, in yep. Wes's clips, he goes, look, if I don't put myself in. People are if I don't put myself in against Johnny, people are gonna call me a pussy. Yep. Or B, if I don't put my if if or B I and and B if I don't put myself if I put myself in, Johnny's gonna be really mad at me. So You know you know what beat Wes? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Here's what beat Wes. It wasn't me. Wes's ego beat Wes. Okay? And the fact and this is what I told them. I wish they would have showed the, the conversation you're talking about where we're at the bar and I, I have that crown on and I take it off. I knew that was getting to him. I knew that I wore it the uh-huh. entire night <laughs> and I knew it was getting to him because, again, he's sitting there in the corner like everyone should be celebrating me for winning for a third time. I have all the power. I'm in the tribunal. 
why is everybody celebrating bananas right now? And I knew that that was getting to him. So it was kind of like, I'm going to keep doing it just to kind of twist the knife a little bit. Um, but when we sat down, we had this long conversation. That was one of the main things I told him. He goes, I go, Wes, you're not seriously considered throwing yourself in. And he goes, he goes, I have to. He goes, if I don't, people are going to think I'm a pussy. And I'm like, wow. Wes, any other season, I would agree with you because you and I were on opposite sides of the fence and we were working against each other. This season is the first time that you should not throw yourself in against me because you're essentially guaranteeing that 50% of our alliance is going home. It makes, and that's the thing. And, and, and Nelson and Corey were able to play his ego against him. Okay. And his pride against him. And Wes prides himself again on being this master manipulator and thinking 10 steps ahead of everybody else. And he's so concerned with his image of being the, this mentally manipulative, you know, mind genius that they literally played him like a fiddle. And you know, what's funny. And if we're talking about drawing comparisons to like, you know, just, you know, just ironic other events, if you recall going back to free agents, there's another guy who was manipulated into nominating them himself to go in against me in the, uh, in essentially the exact same elimination by CT and Zach. And that was Jordan. Jordan didn't necessarily want to go in, but if you rewatch that, Zach and CT were the ones that were like, listen, and they, and they played, they knew how to use Jordan's ego against him and how to gas him up. And basically like Jordan, if you do this, man, it would be the most iconic moment in challenge history. You have to nominate yourself to go in. And it, would he have done it? Had they not, I don't think he would have, but it was that push. And it was, it was them using Jordan's pride and ego against him. And it was almost like Nelson and Corey just did the exact same thing to Wes in essentially the exact same elimination against the exact same person with the exact same outcome. So I wish they would have played that up a little bit more too, but you know, it was what it was, man. And let me ask how, how far along. So I, I know that you guys did have a, a chat about it, that he was thinking about it. So you had to know that mm-hmm. I was out there, but hypothetically, if he's not going to throw himself in, I would imagine he's leading the tribunal. He's got, you know, he's got D in there yep. as well. He's, it's his tribunal. He should have asked you to handpick your opponent. Did you guys have that uh, conversation? Because Brian Blake wants to know if Wes hadn't thrown himself in, was there a plan of who you wanted to go against and why? I was assuming at the popular, the consensus was it was going to be swaggy only because, I mean, you know, or, or I guess Kyle. Um, cause you know, Wes has had, but you know, issues with, with Kyle, what I didn't unbeknownst to me at this time, Wes and Swaggy had like their little secret alliance going on. Um, but I was under the impression that it was most likely going to be Swaggy only because he, you know, rookie hadn't really expressed a whole lot of interest in, in, you know, staying out of elimination. He was kind of, you know, uh, you know, ambiguous. I, here's what it was. It was, Wes wanted to show up to the elimination to see what it was, I, I believe, first. And when we got there, you know, before we go in, we, ha- we have some time to kind of like – we're outside, so we don't know exactly what it is. But from the outside <clears throat> of um, Purgatory, you see a wall. You see a sheetrock wall, and there was no bell at the top, so we knew it was going to be some twist on that. But I was like, Wes, you don't want this, dude. Like I've done this before. I've won this before. And my point to him was, Wes, listen – 
there are so many, there are so many easier options than me. Like, let me go in, do, do my thing. Get, you know, if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't get my red skull, come back. And then it's all on you. Wes had enough of a strength, like power in this game. Cause like you were saying before, Derek, it's like, Oh, well, you have one alliance. He has another. Yes, that's true. But by nature of us then working together, it basically neutralized each side from coming after the other one. So yeah, Wes and I were working with two different groups, but because we were working together, those two groups weren't going to target either me or him. So Wes was in such a good position. He basically had everyone in the house owed him something at this point. So the following men's field. You guys had a, dude, we had a force field. It's true. So the following week or the week after that week, or potentially the week after that week, he could have went in against much easier uh, opponents. A Swaggy who's never been in elimination. Corey, whose elimination record is terrible. You know, Josh, who is not good in eliminations. Like there, were, his road was so much easier. But like I said, it all came down to I think I believe the pride and the ego thing. This wasn't a oh man, I need to go in now and get my skull because I don't know how many eliminations are left. That's bullshit. Half the two thirds of the guys in the house didn't have red skull. So we knew there was going to be more eliminations. Um, I, again, I think it was his pride and I think it was, uh, you know, his ego that, that, that got to him. And it's, and it's unfortunate, man. But, you know, as they said, and like I said before, man, the pride before the wall. Big Mac, chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and quarter pounder with cheese or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Little did I know when I joined Kaiser Permanente that it would be on my top 10 list for what has made this year great. I can see my physician, I can be referred to the lab, I can then be referred to the pharmacy all in the same building. You, you've got it all. I mean, it's, it's quality of care, it's compassion of care, it's convenience of care. It's true. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. But as a challenge fan where, let's be honest, most seasons you don't get to see Turbo and Jordan go at it. Most seasons, I mean, 14 of them, we haven't seen you and Wes yeah. go at it. So to me, selfishly as a fan, I'm kind of glad he bit the bullet because he gave us a moment that most of the time the math just doesn't add up. And this time it did, and it kind of took one person making a, you know, kind of an off-color decision here to to make it happen. But like how much of this is maybe you on your end, him on his end with those little producer hats turning in your head while you're playing the game thinking, Hey, look, if I'm going to go out and we heard this when we talked to D earlier on the season and we're yelling at her, Hey, why don't you go in against Jen Lee? She goes, cause if I lose to Jen Lee, people are going to be talking about that until I retire. Right. I think with you and with Wes, as much as you don't want to lose to each other, you realize, Hey, I'm getting my moment. We're getting our moment. This is something the season can be built around. If, and when I do lose to a Corey or a, or a swaggy or a Josh or a Fessy or a Rogan or whoever, eh, that's not how I want to go out. I kind of think Wes in a weird way thought, Johnny and I just managed to go 10 weeks of a TV show working together. Let's have this moment. Let's have this breakdown like this, because if we don't make it to the final together, this is the next best thing. So 
I would agree with you if if we weren't who we are. I think Wes and I are to the point now, and I know I am. I've had my moments, dude. I've had my 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 my, my moments, my, my shining moments, my memorable moments. For me now, I play a game where it's like, granted, I do love to put my producer hat on, and I do love to see. Okay, for example, the Baron Kayla prank that we played earlier this season. I was like, we got to do something with this. We got to do something. This is going to make incredible television. Let's do it. This coming week, this next episode, I, I'm obviously not going to spoil it, but, but buddy, when, when you want to see, you want to see some orchestrated shit go down. This next episode is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, with this though, I can't speak for Wes, but from my point of view, and I said this in the show and I meant it. I don't give a shit about the moment. I was not, I would never have risked my stake in this game. This is, this is, this is, the best position that either one of us has been in the show in, in a while. Okay. Um, where we basically had a, we were basically had a very good setup here and I wouldn't have risked it. Put my producer hat on, whatever. I, now once he nominated himself to go in, I was like, damn, epic. This is going to be amazing. And I could not be more thrilled with the outcome. And now in hindsight, obviously for the moment and for, I was thrilled that it went down the way that it did, but I would not, I wouldn't have risked. I just feel like the, 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 the risk and the reward for me wouldn't have been worth it. You know what I mean? Um, to get this moment that is going to, in my opinion, kind of be fleeting, um, for, for, for what? Like I, I look at that moment, that moment, for me, if I was on his side, it's like a million dollars or, or this epic elimination. Like I'm good, dude. Maybe a few years ago when I, you know, knew I had this, this infinite amount of time left and, and, you know, I was kind of like just, just a, a juggernaut in challenges where it was like, I felt like, you know, just by nature of me showing up, I was going to make it to a final or win. But after the last few seasons that I've had and after the, 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 the rough road, um, recently that I've had, that I've had to trek, I just felt like, listen, man, I wanted to, to, to play this one as, as, as calm, cool and, and collected as I possibly could. And I, and I personally would not have risked, um, you know, the, 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 the money, the potential, you know, final victory, making it to a final, breaking the curse, all these things. I wouldn't have risked it for, for a moment. Um, so, but that's just me. And, and I can honestly say, dude, I don't, I don't think that's where his mind was at either. Maybe. I mean, you'd have to ask him, but like I said, man, I think it was a lot more the thought of being in a house where Johnny bananas has a red skull and he doesn't. And I think this is the other thing. Again, I think Wes prides himself on, on, and he says this, he's the smartest. He's the, he's the most strategic. He's the most manipulative. I don't think he saw or expected me to nominate myself to go in. That was something that he hadn't predicted. And when I did it, I think he could not help but think that this was in some way, shape or form a way that I was backstabbing him or manipulating him or getting one over on him. When in actuality, it was he, he didn't factor into my decision at all. I was thinking about my stake in the game. I was thinking about my mental health and well-being and, um, and, and that was it. So, you know, that was, yeah. that was kind of what it was. Yeah. So, so Scott, you know, you seem to still think this is a baller move by Scott, by, uh, by Wes and somehow yeah, as I eat my mask, popcorn, and, and, you know what I mean? And, like, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
And, but and and so the math does not add up to me. The math does not add up. I sort of got Scott or or and I said this in the madhouse with Kenny. If us three are in this alliance or or us two, right? And we're halfway three quarters through the game, and we've been fucking making moves along the way. And at some point, one of you is like, you know what? I know that there's five or six other guys up here that. I and kind of been working with, kind of not, you know, would be easier to target. And you come down, you go, I'm going to go against you, Derek. Uh, I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Which was also, yeah. which was also one of the surprises, you know, when I, when I saw, and then hearing you say it like, oh, you know, it could have been, you know, in, in your head, you're like, oh, wow, great move, Wes. But I would still be like, what the fuck is your problem? Are I you was. fucking serious right now? All this shit that we just did, <laughs> this alliance that we fucking conjured up and we fucking went hand in yeah. hand. You, he was, dude, he literally backed you up on two votes. You fucking yeah. backed him up. You bet you gave him challenge advice, uh, when he was kind of starting to become un- unwound with the whole Jordan. Yeah. Until you guys came together and put the Jordan thing, you know, did the Jordan vote together. And then, and then after all that, you're going to come down and fucking yeah. want to do the dance with me and take yeah. away my chances for a million dollars for what? Because yeah. I put myself down in here because I, I, it's time for me to get my red skull because I'm fucking fed up. Like yeah. I would be I would be living. I think you're confusing what I meant by baller move. So to me, it's like when your buddy goes and gets a promotion and now he's making, I don't know, twelve hundred dollars more a month and he comes back with a jacket that costs three thousand dollars that's a baller move but it might not necessarily be something you would do right and to me it's like wes made a decision that to me was something we rarely get on the show which is something coming to a head and look here's the thing could you guys have both made it to the final and we see this thing play out in a final yes and that would have been a great outcome too but this to Mm -hmm. me was something that you rarely get when you do get it it's somebody kind of you know when you're not working together this had so much respect involved in it the one little wrinkle was that yes is it the elimination we would have chosen no i said i got ptsd watching this because i never had the right amount of batteries in my apartment and three of them forget about it so <laughs> they should have lit the another- ball on fire johnny they should have lit the ball back on fire <laughs> and fucking let you guys do that thing because other correct than that, me if i'm wrong that is the biggest botched elimination in challenge fucking history botched eliminations the uh, no, 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 i, the I think challenge. i think no you want to know the biggest botched elimination in challenge history invasion when all of the champs eliminations were supposed to be fan favorite throwbacks, all right? You had, you had Darrell versus Zach and pole wrestle. You had me versus Darrell and balls in. And everyone thought, holy shit, CT Darrell and Hall brawl. And it ended up being tie a fucking knot on a cage. Yeah, I think one. that, I think that was the biggest letdown in challenge history, especially because they built it up and TJ's like, these are going to be the, 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 you know, headbanger throwback fan favorites. And you had CT versus Darrell potentially final elimination should have been Hall Brawl, And it wasn't, I think that was, listen, Good one. It, it, and, and I agree. Listen, Scott, I, I totally hear what you're saying, man. And, and when I take, when I put my producer hat on 100% agree with you, when I put my fan hat on 100% agree with you, when I put my, crown on uh i disagree dude because because like i said my totally 
<laughs> my thing I'm is, with you. I'm with you. I hear. I hear you know what, what you're I mean? saying. Exactly. Yeah, but but let me let me ask this, Giant. Because because okay, just to put to play devil's advocate, like Derek usually does, right? So this yep. season, the name of the game, obviously, you got to get your skull. And you guys yep. clearly, you know, being the alliance that ran the game, but other people in this game as well figured out the name of the game now is calling your spot to go into elimination, picking the spot when you want to go in, who you go in against. Yep. That was the name of this game. Last season, the name of the game was don't go into elimination. Find eight people. People that'll vote with you and never go in. And yep. as viewers, we hated that. We hated yep. the cult. We Me hated too. watching people skate to the final. So sometimes why the do you smart think this wrinkle play, is? Why do you think they put right. this wrinkle in this season? Exactly. So my point is sometimes when I use the word ball or move to me, sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's Jordan deciding to switch teams, yep. you know, in the middle of a season where that might have not been the right move and he had a bumpy road and he's getting thrown yep. in time after time. But to me, that's how we get him versus Josh, where he ends up winning yep. a tug of war with one and a half hands. So to me it's like sometimes as a viewer it needs to be yep. the quote-unquote baller move that might not be the smartest move strategically for us to have our popcorn in our hand and enjoy a moment or an episode agreed and usually like i said man i i, and I always say this about myself on the challenge I've, i i'm a producer first when i go into situations i always think okay how is this situation how can we make this better what is this going to look like on tv and there have been multiple times that i have sacrificed my, um, you know, my stake in the game, or I've made moves that for television were going to be absolutely incredible, but for my own game were not. And I've done that in the past, and it's and it's worked sometimes, and it's bit me in the ass other times. But I just felt this season, okay. For example, last season, um, when we threw the chat, when when uh, when I, you know, quote unquote, threw the challenge, the the relic runner, bro. Going into that. Had we not thrown that, we would have been fine. We would have won. But I remember being on the bus being like, yo, not only is this going to be, not only does this have the potential of totally swinging the votes in our favor, um, if this goes according to plan, but it also has the ability of being an incredible moment for the show. And I did. I mean, that by doing that, turned my entire team against me. I mean, it put me in the bottom. It, 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 it threw all the, you know, the, 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 the weight or the, the votes on the other team. Like it was, it was, it was just a total for television moment. Great. My game, terrible. And again, this season, I felt the same way. Once Wes nominated himself to go down. Okay. And, and I'm not gonna lie. If in the back of my head, I wasn't thinking, holy shit, this would be an incredible moment if it happens. But, but once he nominated himself to go down, even though, and Derek, like you said, you would have been pissed. And I was, I was pissed, like, like it, internally, like, what, like, why? But at the same time, like Scott said, I saw what an amazing moment this was going to be. And I'm glad it was on him and not on me. I'm almost, uh-huh. I was almost, I was almost part of my, of, of, of my, my anger and disappointment and disbelief was, was almost balanced out again by, you know, my, 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 my production mentality, my producer mentality where it's like, but wow, what a great moment this is going to be regardless of the outcome. Couldn't have worked out any better for you, honestly, as far as like, yeah. I mean, you, you lose, you, you lose a key ally, but now in hindsight, you realize he wasn't that strong of an ally. He had, and now seeing it on TV, you notice he had, he was working the angles with Swaggy and other people in the yep. house. So now you have your skull. You've taken out probably your strongest competition. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you've had the highlight of the episode and of your career of late, you know? So yeah. to me, it couldn't have worked out any better other than, here's a question from Michael P, uh, not the, not 
about Mikey P. Michael Paragine says, uh, what challenge elimination classic would have been the best for you to go against Weston here? If you could rewrite it, maybe you still get the win. It obviously wouldn't have been this battery search. What do you think would have been the best for the moment and for you specifically? So here's the deal. Everybody, everyone's like, oh, we wish it would have been a banger. Look at Wes in, in, in every physical elimination he's been in. He does not fare well. Okay. Against Leroy and Hall Brawl, he literally was so terrified. He like dove at, at his feet and hurt his neck in, in essentially what was balls in last season against Bear. He got embarrassed, manhandled. Like it was, that was the worst, most lopsided ass whooping I've ever seen. Um, pole wrestle against Leroy demolished. So, that's the thing is, 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 you know, I, I don't know. And while everyone wanted to see that, I think for us to, for what his strengths are, at least for me, I felt better beating Wes at a strategic focus mind game. That's his strength for me, beating him at something like that. That's his bread and butter. That's what he prides himself on. That's what he's good at. That meant more to me than had we gone in and done a hall brawl or had we gone in and done a balls in because that's not Wes's thing. That's never been Wes's thing. Wes is, Wes isn't a physical player. Um, I can think of one pole wrestle he won, but I won't bring that up uh, for Derek's purposes. But, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for my 15 year anniversary to come up here, Johnny. <laughs> would you, Johnny, would you be okay with this wrinkle partner. if, if the challenge yeah. gods said, this is what we're going to start doing going forward, right? So obviously uh, the, the element of randomness of what elimination you get is part of the game. It probably should still be part of the game. But mm-hmm. we talk about how anticlimactic it is to see Darrell and CT have to untie knots or yeah. some of the times it doesn't line up really well. <laughs> what if they kept, whether it's a hall brawl or a pole wrestle setup, to the left of the purgatory every week, right? And you had to get unanimous agreement from the two people in. If one person says, no, I want to do the puzzle, you go with the one that they draw that week. But if both people say, nah, let's go with the pole, they go to pole wrestle. If they if they made that a permanent fixture going forward, yeah. would you think that that would deplete the game and the randomness and the happenstance and how widespread your skill sets have to be? Or would that be something that you think would better the game? Because all the what-ifs, all the great what-ifs, yeah. you know, all the randomness here or there. If both Buddy, people want to bang heads, I, let them bang heads, yeah. right? I mean, I, listen, I've been there in the past. I've been on the business end of some really stupid eliminations that's like – uh, uh, final reckoning where I had to hold my arms up over my head for six and a half hours. Like, what does that prove? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, there, there, there are certain eliminations where it's like, what on earth is the point of even doing this? We're going to climb a magnetic wall and put c- states or countries where they belong. I suck at geography. So yeah, things like that. There definitely would have been times when it would have been nice to have something that is much more in, in your control, in your hands, this is, you know, I have, my fate is in my hands, essentially. We're not leaving this up to chance. However, at, uh, you know, on the flip side, though, if if every single elimination was physical and was hands-on, then there'd be no parity in the game. And I think that's what separates the challenge from other competition shows is you have to be well-rounded. You can't go in and be the biggest, strongest guy and expect to win every time because there's going to be things that involve your mind. There are going to be things that involve agility. There's going to be things that involve climbing. There's going to be strategy. So 
you know, it, it really is, you know, kind, kind of tricky. Plus, you got to realize why it would man, have to be a unanimous decision. Yeah. I'm not saying do it every time, yeah. but in the I event where the two people want, you know, because sometimes like you sometimes you get that at the exit interviews and they're like, oh, man, if only it would have been this. And it's like, OK, I would have loved to see you have the option of what you would have yeah. done. You know? So the other the other thing is these these eliminations aren't set up based on who's going in. I mean, these eliminations take days, sometimes even more a week. To, to, to set up the apparatus. I mean, dude, for some of them, like the one um, that Jay did against the soft, they had a crane, dude. They had like l- a legit like crane, a construction site crane in there. Um, there's another challenge down the line this season where they have, they bring the crane back. So it's not like they're like, all right, because they, because they only literally have maybe, t- maybe 24 hours to decide on what the elimination is. We, we do the challenge. We have the tribunal. We, the, the nomination, actually less than 24 hours, because the nominations are the day of elimination. Okay. So it's not like they can set up a challenge based on who's going in. The, 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 the eliminations are already built. They're already set up. So, you know, it would be very difficult unless it was already an easy setup to then be like, all right, we're just going to switch this up. And instead of having, you know, whatever, a, a barrel in the middle with a ball, we're going to put a pole in there to pole wrestle. But most of these things are very intricate. They take a long time to set up and, and it's just, it, you know, it's just not that easy. Scott, I, I like your idea there of the, uh, let's have two options. Oh, you could do the headbanger. Yeah. You could do the puzzle or whatever there may be. Say you, you yeah. do, say you got the wheelbarrow, you go, let's go wheelbarrow or yeah. fucking hang up top. And if you don't you use know? the apparatus, it, it, then you leave it for next elimination. So you don't have to waste your time because well, it didn't no, play. But then, you know? but see, but then the problem with that is then, then you know what's coming next. A, a big, huge part of the challenge is the element of surprise. But yeah. what if you don't, I know you get to look at it, right? So you're getting to look at it, but what if before you went in, right? Cause here's the thing, right? It's always, oh, we got to see it, right? What if there was just a secondary staging area where they bring you guys out and before you get to see what it is, you're not choosing between two things. You're choosing between yeah. what's behind door number one, which you don't know yeah. what it is or door number or, two, which you know is a pole. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, Scott, you should, uh, you, you should, uh, you should definitely. Write this up and send it in. I'm sure. I'm sure it would be. Oh, trust uh, me. Uh, me and Mark already tried that earlier this season. We haven't gotten our email back, so you can, yeah. uh, you know, uh, po- well, poking and prod. But listen, the 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 the, uh, the challenge gods love a good wrinkle. So you know, I mean, hey, man, who knows? It could. It, it's, it's been very. They well also love. Them. They also love pretending that that was their idea. So until I learn Inception, I doubt any of this makes it on TV. But we'll find mm-hmm. out. Well, what I, what I think. What I think happens that way. If you get to choose, you kind of get. You kind of get more like the the shit talk element you you got you kind of have to go back and forth like if me and you are you know obviously if you're like if i don't want to do the puzzle you can just sit there and call me a fucking dummy all day and if you don't want to and if you don't want to do the poll i can say you got no balls all fucking day you know so it's like and find and find different ways to call you a pussy imagine the drama behind and you both people are there and tj says all right so now you have the choice jordan do you want door number one or door number head headbanger, whatever, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, go to commercial, air your 40 different commercials, come back. All yeah. right, Jordan, what is your decision? You know, like that is the yeah. new cliffhanger moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, I know you got to run soon. So let's bang out some, uh, some questions for him. Brian wants to know, Johnny, uh, with you and Wes being buddies, how do you think about how his protege D plays the game? I mean, she, 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 she basically tries to play the same game as him. She's just not as good at it. 
Um, the whole thing with Wes, Wes is, Wes, Wes is a lot more manip- like secretive about the way he, he plays games. He's messy. Her game, her game is just messy. Okay. And you don't align yourself with the strongest female in the house. And then as soon as you start to see like, and, and then as soon as you kind of start to see things not necessarily going your way, then try and have that and be on camera having conversations, trying to get rid of this person. It's just, it, it, it makes absolutely zero sense. I think like the way this, the, the way the challenge works is, you know, they say that the, the squeaky, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Sometimes people think that by having more conversations and by trying to be more strategic and make all these things happen, it's going to help their game. It doesn't, man. It, it, it does not. The, the hardest thing to do on the challenge, but sometimes the most important thing to do is just keep your mouth shut. Um, she doesn't have that ability. She, she enjoys the camera being on her way too much. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, while, while, you know, you know, Wes, you know, that was her first, her, her, her first, um, experience on the challenge and how to play the challenge was with him. Um, she just doesn't have this, the, 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 the same ability. I mean, she, she tries to do the same things, but just, she's even, she's way messier. I, I mean, I mean, if she's trying, if she's trying to copycat, she could just throw herself in. She could just throw herself in. Just saying. Yeah. Well, she's already got a skull. That wouldn't, that wouldn't make any sense. Well, Again, I, unless unless West threw himself in for the fate to for for the franchise, you know, to have this iconic moment, it wasn't the smartest move either. You no, know, he did not and, throw him. He did no. He didn't care. He, it was, this was not for an iconic moment, dude. There's there, the the West throwing himself in had nothing to do with being a moment. It had to do with him, you know, again b- being afraid of what the outcome would be if he didn't. And it's like, dude. Do you remember the movie Pulp Fiction when um, when Marcellus Wallace is talking to Bruce Willis and he's telling him to go down in the fight? He's like, listen, man, just go down in the fourth. He goes, you know, I know you've got a lot of pride. He goes, but if you feel that 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 sting in the back of your head, he goes, that's pride. Fuck pride. You know, this is about, you know, you're about to make a lot of money. Like pr- the pride ain't worth it. And that's the thing, man. Sometimes pride gets the best of people. And I think Wes was so w- was more worried about his appearance and, and what it would look like to other people than he was on making, you know, a, a strategic decision. And in this game and in life, you never want to be swayed or make your decisions based on fear or emotion. And he made that decision based on both. This is the last question I have about this. And then we're going to do some rapid fire. So if say same thing happens, he puts himself down there basically stabs your alliance straight in the fucking back and cuts all ties right then and there and you lose yeah. and he wins and he stays in the game. Are you doing the same chummy kisses no. and hugs and the, no. the, the, the bromance picture all over Instagram? No, no shot. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I mean, listen, like I said, I, uh, despite what, my, my, my reaction was to him nominating himself to go down. You know, as well as I do, it's like, you know, when the camera's on you and I never want to be caught on camera where I feel like, um, I'm reacting in a way that I don't like, I don't want them to ever have a shot of me reacting in a way that like, I don't feel comfortable. So I could have either been pissed off when he did, which I was internally or, 
you know, just kind of give the appearance that it's like, oh yeah, it's a great move. But internally, I'm like, you're the biggest fucking dumbass, like, to ever walk this earth, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, it, it, there is, other than Scott's argument about it being the, you know, the baller move, you know, angle, there is nothing about West making that decision that was justifiable. You cannot justify it in any way, shape, or form. The way he tried to was saying, oh, well, Bananas took this from me. No, I didn't because, like I had said, stated earlier, I had put this plan in motion and told him I was going to do it before that trivia challenge even started, before we were even hanging on the rockets. So it, it, it's an unjustifiable move, dude, and it was stupid. And 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 for someone like Wes to be to think things through and to be such a, and to be so strategic to make such a bonehead. There's no other way to describe it. Such a bonehead move to be, to be so easily swayed and manipulated by, you know, guys like Corey and Nelson. Like, dude, it was, I honestly think him doing that and then losing was worse than being, than losing to bear. And because at least he could chalk that up to, I had no, I had no idea. And I got blindsided this. He had plenty of time to think this over and decide what the right move was. He had me literally telling him, Wes, don't do this. This is not the time. This is not the place. This is not the right move. And he said it right after his elimination. He knew right after I made the wrong move. All right. This, uh, this question is from Tyler. Other than you and Wes, what do you think is the best challenge rivalry? What's the next biggest? Um, I think, I think Laurel and Car Maria, um, only because their rivalry, it, it, it transcends the challenge. It goes, it, it, that it like went into like real life, like their rivalry, their hatred towards each other, um, <clears throat> is way deeper than, than, than the challenge. Um, and again, it's been such a long, Back and forth, on again, off again, uh, very heated, hotly contested um, rivalry. Uh, yeah, so I think other than yeah, I think other than me and West, that would be the most the most notable one. Is there another one that you see foresee brewing in the future that will be that will sit for a very long time? Um, I think West and Jordan ha- has legs only because you know they both despise each other they, they absolutely deep down despise each other um and as much as they want to try and play it off uh you know i think that one i, I think that one you know has the potential um <clears throat> let's see uh yeah, i don't know what do you th- i mean what I, do you guys think i don't have anything off the top <laughs> of my head other than my question about jordan and then scott you can do the you can do the rapid fire after this um what happened with Jordan? Like, to me, I'm thinking Johnny and Jordan are definitely going to work together. Did he just kind of go rogue? Was he just like, no, no. So this was, this was, this was a, uh, this was, this wasn't really mentioned or there wasn't there. I mean, this is, it's about to be another really long winded situation here, but Jordan and I, when we had our, I wouldn't even call it a falling out, but when, but when things were really kind of put, when, 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 when things came to light was last season on World of Worlds 2. Jordan, myself, and Tori all went in, um, working together. From what I thought, we were, were all in, on the same boat. When you saw the way that our team split down the middle, it was like on one side, it was me, Nani, Leroy, Tori, Jordan. Zach was kind of floating in the middle. 
Josh was with us. And then on the other side, it was, you know, Cam, Ninja, Polly, Cara Maria, uh, and Turbo again was kind of floating. So we kind of were on the same side. Me, Jordan, Tori were all kind of working and pushing the same direction. As soon as we lost Laurel, it really switched the power dynamic on our side. And instead of Jordan riding with me, Jordan and Tori riding with me and being like, all right, listen, even though the numbers aren't necessarily on our side, we still have a shot at doing this. As soon as they saw the power leave our side and kind of go over to the, um, the cult, they, they turned on me like that, dude. If you saw that when, when Paulie got nominated as when we had that, that big blowout in the room when, when, when we had that big team meeting and Paulie essentially promised not to say my name in the next, I knew he was, but the only reason that that even happened was because Tori and Jordan were also working with, with, with the cult and with Paulie and Carr and them. So after that happened, I blamed, I mean, I, they, I blamed a lot of that, of me going in, of <clears throat> the power sw- swaying to the other side based on Tori and Jordan essentially jumping ship and seeing where the power was at that moment and going on to the other side. And it ended up, you know, it ended up making their road a lot more difficult. So coming into this season, the way I saw it was, listen, man, I'm not going to be working against Jordan, but I'm going to have equally as much loyalty to him this season as he had to me. Um, and, and that to, to me, that was just, uh, you know, uh, that showed me a lot the, 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 the prior season, um, <clears throat> just kind of where his, his allegiance stood. And, and listen, it's no fault of theirs. They're going to do what's best for their game. But that mm-hmm. told me right there that they're not, they're not riders. You know what I mean? That, 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 that they're going to do what's best for their game. They, I mean, listen, they're getting married. They have a life to look forward to. They have to, they, they have to look out for each other and they're going to do what's best for themselves. But that's all I needed to know. So when, you know, when, when things kind of broke down the way that they did, um, you know, Wes was my number one in the game and, and we were going to do whatever we could, um, to, you know, to, 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 to ride this thing out and take out whatever roadblocks, you know, stood in front of us. And, um, you know, as they say, man, uh, uh, an enemy of my friend is my enemy. So that was just kind of the way that that shook down. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, Annie wants to know, Johnny, do you think your relationship with Morgan is doing well because you guys don't do challenges together? And does Morgan want to do another challenge? Uh, yes and no. Um, uh, listen, this is, and this, and this, this is true for all my relationships, not just my intimate relationships, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> I have always made a concerted effort to keep my real life relationships and my challenge relationship separate. And that's because, I mean, you look at every, I mean, look at what, once you expose your relationship to reality television, people aren't out there rooting for you to be happy and to succeed. People are actively trying to tear you down, to dig up tea, to find ways to destroy relationships because that's what's entertaining. That's what people want. <clears throat> you know what I mean? People want the drama. When you Nail see on pictures the head, of a, man. Nail when on the you fucking see, head. Yeah. When you see pictures of a couple doing really well and they're happy and people don't want to see that. What do you what do the T pages post? T pages and, and fans and 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 the show, they don't they don't encourage healthy, happy relationships. You never see the good calls on the show to significant others. What do you see? You see when 
someone dug in someone's DMs, found out they were cheating on them. They're jealous. It's like exposing your real life relationship to reality television and to social media and, and, and to that is just, it's a disaster, dude. I mean, and I give a tremendous amount of credit to the, the Baileys and Swaggies, to the Zacks and Jennas, to the Jordans and Tories who are willing to bring their relationship and put it under the spotlight. But for me, it's like, I've been doing this for so long um, that I know that it's like, if there's any chance for this relationship to work, it can't be under the the, the, the public eye of, of a reality television show. And that was kind of when, when me and Morgan first started dating before anything got serious, I basically told her, I was like, listen, you know, that this is kind of like my, this has been <clears throat> my, my life, my profession for the foreseeable future. I just want you to know that if you plan on continuing to do shows, this isn't going to work. Um, and it wasn't like an ultimatum. It wasn't like, Listen, if you want to be with me, stop doing TV. Her thing was, listen, I dipped my toe in reality television. Uh, she did Big Brother, X on the Beach, which was, which was a total disaster, and and the challenge. And she just realized it was like this – she just felt like reality television just wasn't her calling. She's doing really well with all of her fitness and, and, and all things, and that's just – so you know, and you know how it is, Derek. Some people are cut out for the challenge and some people aren't. Yeah. As great of a personality as she is, as athletic as she is – She's just one of those, you have to be cut from a certain cloth to be able to deal with that. And she, it, she just said, you know, this just isn't for me. Um, Johnny, you are doing the right thing in protecting her yeah. and your relationship and everything else that you have going on, you know, that people don't know about. It's, yeah. it's almost more important for you to, to have this off television relationship as it is to be in everyone's face on every Instagram story. I don't know if you guys do that or not, but on TV, Instagram story and, 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 and everything else that comes with it. I think you're, you're doing the right thing in protecting your relationship. I think we, we see the, the, I, I see eye to eye with you on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, man, you know, and, and, and dude, I've seen just in the last couple of weeks, dude, I mean, say what you want about, about Zach and say what you want about their relationship. It's like, dude, no, nobody, Nobody, man, regardless, should have to should have to sub, have their relationship subjected to the 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 evil and the hate and and just the the disgusting you know nature of like of of social media the way the way that they are, dude. You know as well as I do. For the most part, man, especially Twitter, it's a cesspool. Okay, and like I said, with with with. With shows in general, not just reality television shows. This is with, I mean, celebrity couples out in, you know, what, what makes the headlines? What makes news? Not how happy they are, not how well they're doing, not what charities they're donating to or how happy their lives are. It's so and so cheated on so and so, so and so secret life, you know, and it's like, and that's like the titillating, you know, that's what, that's what people want to see. That's what people want to hear. Um, and again, it's like, I know this and I am not going to, I give enough. Okay. I give yeah. enough of my life of who I am to reality television show. They don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, and, and a lot of people won't know that or understand that unless they've lived it and they've seen it and they've experienced it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I, I wouldn't, you know, what's what we've seen with some of the relationships even just this season you know even 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 a little bit of the bad is is too much you know yeah. even a little bit of the 
you know, uh, uh, conspiracies is too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a question about the, uh, the cringe Chelsea says, do you ever watch old seasons of the challenge or I've even seen a, see a clip or anything? What is your cringiest TV moment of your own? I believe she wants to know. God. Yeah. No, I, I, I make a, uh, I make a, a, a concerted effort to not watch old seasons of myself, not just my <laughs> appearance. I'm like, I look back at myself and I'm like, what the fuck was the faux hawk and the goatee all about? You know, what was your obsession with, uh, fedora hats and bandanas? Like, why are you running around with a inflatable blow up doll? Like, I mean, dude, I look back at myself, like when I was in my early twenties and I, if I could, I would have kicked my own ass. You know what I mean? Which is one of the reasons why I feel like I try now as a 37 going on 38 year old man to try and have so much more like understanding and tolerance and patience for some of the younger guys on the show, because it's like, I was that guy. You know what I mean? I'd have to say my cringiest moments or season had to have been the island. I mean, Derek, you were there for that. Um, yeah. And it was compounded. Listen, my immature, uh, you know, um, my, 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 my immature sophomoric, you know, state of mind and, and, you know, that, that frat boy mentality was only compounded by the situation that we had to endure on the island, which is we were always hungry and we were always angry and we were always on edge. So it just, it just made, you know, me who I was already pretty obnoxious and in your face and over the top, just that much worse. Um, I'd have to say that, yeah, my relationship with Kellyanne, my relationship with Evelyn, um, with, you know, just everything, just everything about that season, you know, I would, I would like to, uh, you know, um, just completely just forget. However, you know, I'm a, I'm a glass half full type of guy. And I like to think that, and Derek, you've said this before. And of all the conversations that we've had and all the things that you've said, this is what I agree with. And I can relate to the most is the challenge and reality television has given us an opportunity that people rarely get. And that is to see ourselves from a perspective that most people don't from this other, from this outside perspective, we can watch ourselves and we can see what we like about ourselves and keep it. And we can take the things we don't like about ourselves, crumple them up in a ball and throw them in the trash. And the one thing I will say about the Island is I watched that season. Yeah. End quote. I watched that season and there's been moments in other seasons where I was horrified by the way I acted. And I was like, you know, noted. I, I know now what to never do, what to never say, how to never act again. And Possibly without reality television, without social media, without whatever, it's like it really does help you kind of like form yourself into the best version of who you can be. So as bad as that was, I was able to, you know, change the, the things I didn't like about myself um, as a result. Yeah, I, that's the first thing that came to mind when we started talking about that is I remember the conversation that we had afterwards. You, you had called and you're like, man, dude. My girlfriend's parents at the time, yep. you know, they're really disappointed in me and I don't know what to do and I feel bad. And I just, you know, you're just like, you were really distraught about it. And I, and I told you that. And that's, yeah, that quote, it's literally, you ended the quote yeah. exactly how I said it to you. And, yeah. and th- the only reason I know that is because I've done, I had before you, I had already done so many fucking <laughs> stupid things on TV I that I wish I, I could erase and get rid of. Yep. But the beauty of it is, is you can keep what you want, fucking get rid of what you yeah. don't. So well, no, well, no. The beauty yeah. of it here's here's the true beauty of it. Yeah, social media didn't exist back then. Because I'll oh. tell you what, bro. <laughs> my 
my friend, we would be canceled right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, they're um, still working on that. You don't worry about that. Um, okay. Michelle wants to know, um, seeing that you were able to put your differences aside with Wes and squash the rivalry, at least temporarily, is there any other rivalry you'd like to do the same with? Um, I mean, I don't really, cons- I don't really feel like I have, you know, many rivalries out there. I mean, I think, um, what I think will, uh, be highlighted a little more this season is, was my ability this season to put my differences aside with, with Nelson and with Corey for the most part, because as you know, TYB and bananas never, uh, never saw eye to eye. And coming into this season, that was kind of, we were, we picked up where we left off. Um, here, here's the deal, dude. My road every season I go in is, is tough enough as it is. The less I've already got enough enemies out there, enough people who want, who, who want to see me, you know, go down as it is. So it's like the less enemies I could have, the better. And, you know, they say like life is too short to carry hate in your heart. So yeah, I don't really, I don't really feel like I have a whole lot of, uh, rivalries out there that, you know, are, are an immediate need that, that, that are, that are to me that are, you know, going to affect me any, anytime soon. I feel like the ones that, that have in the immediate, you know, um, in the immediate, uh, situation I find myself in have been remedied. So, uh, yeah, but if I can make up with Wes, anything can happen, I guess. I noticed, and I was, I've been kind of mentioning this to the people we've had on and, and, you know, some people like Anissa are more qualified to lend their, you know, input than people who have only done one or two seasons. But for me, I can't remember the last time I saw a cast have just like a general cohesiveness like this one did. As far mm-hmm. as like, sure, you've seen your arguments, you've seen your your drunken yelling matches between Maddie and Ashley a little bit, but for the most part, the vibe has just been a little bit more positive throughout. Yep. Do you agree with that, and what do you attribute that to? Uh, dude, a million percent. I'm actually glad you brought that up because we talked about this not just in the bunker, but like after, okay? I'm still in a chat group with, um, with eight other people from this show who I've never before the show ever had any interest in being friends with. And, and, and I'm still in a chat group with them. Uh, we call it the gnarly nine because who is in the gnarly nine? We gotta, you gotta uh, out the gnarly nine here. That we'll, we'll do it later on because I don't want to give anything away. I feel like if I, I feel like if I, if I start giving away names, it's gonna, it, it, it could potentially like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that later. Um, okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, so yeah. we can't, we can't talk about this point in the show because yeah. the gnarly nine gets gnarlier as the, as the year goes exactly. on, as the season it's goes gnarly. on. Okay. Exactly. Is so, the word gnarly <laughs> a sign that TJ Lavin is in the group or did you just co-opt no. his word? Okay. No, that's because yeah. one of the Brits, that's like their favorite word, gnarly, and they wouldn't stop saying it. So, um, it's kind of like, I don't know, a British word that we all take the piss out of. Um, but anyways, I, I think here, I think it's twofold. It's one, the, the format has something to do with it. If, if you know, going back to the point that you made earlier, and this is just how it's been since the dawn of time when it comes to challenges. Our main objective, and we're like Pavlov's dog at this point, like like trained dogs, is to stay out of elimination, right? If you think about every season, where the biggest sense of 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 animosity and anger and tension comes from, is people want trying to stay out of eliminations and getting voted to go in, because this season you essentially have to go in. You actually there the the the, the arguments start becoming. 
you're fighting to go in. So because there wasn't this like thing looming over your head, like, oh, my God, do I need to get numbers? Am I going to get voted in for the most part that that just isn't an element this season. So a lot of the fights that I think would have blown up as a result of that up to this point, because that wasn't a factor, it didn't really it, it didn't really matter. But I think even more importantly than that, and I, and, and I don't know if they're gun- if, if I don't know if it comes through as a viewer. I don't know if it has come through or if it does come through how absolutely miserable this bunker is. I have never known in my life like what true depression feels like until I live in this bunker for eight weeks. Dude, when I tell you and I've seen it all, Derek, the island does not the island pales in comparison to the misery that was felt in this bunker. The, the, the living underground, living underground, breathing artificial air, um, you know, no natural light, seasonal affect disorder, like the, 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 you know, you not being able to like see like actual light really does a number on the human body and on the mind. And I got to the point in this show where like it, and I, and I, and it pushed me to a place I've never been before mentally where I was I felt like I was depressed, dude. Like I had nothing to look forward to. It, it was miserable, dude. You'd go, and even when you would go outside, we'd go and do challenges. It was still rainy, overcast, gloomy. So I think mm. the entire, entire eight weeks we were there, I think the sunlight touched my skin three times. Okay. Other than that, it was just dark. It was gloomy. We were underground. I mean, dude, it was it was brutal, man. And I think because everyone was so miserable, it was almost like what ended up happening is we like banded together because we were experiencing just such a tr- tr- emotionally, mentally traumatic experience together that it really like brought everyone together in a weird way. And we basically were looking at each other like, listen, I know we're here competing for, for money, but let's not make this situation any uglier, any more horrible than it has to be. And again, it was almost like this, this, this camaraderie came out of it where it was just like, we were all there obviously to compete, but it was like, we wanted to help each other at the same time. It was really strange, man. But, but again, I think, I think this is what the challenge needed, dude, especially after the, especially after last season, that awful, toxic, dark, just, just awful, like environment that was created with, like, you know, the the the, the cast and the mentality and, and and the personalities there. This season, between the, the the people who are there, the people who weren't there, and you know, just the environment that we were placed in, it just really instead of driving people apart and creating like all this ugly, nasty animosity and tension, it it, it caused more of like a you know coming together aspect. And I, you know, we needed it. Um, yeah. without, look, I, I think it's no secret that you are a valuable member of the, the challenge franchise. You, you're doing so many other projects. I'd imagine you are kept abreast of future seasons and whatnot, just to make sure you can fit it into your schedule or they can fit you into theirs, etc. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody's, you know, glued to their iPhone or their computer reading updates about when film and television can go back to, to f- filming and what sort of precautions they're going to have to take. Um, 
Um, you have a show like The Challenge, so many moving parts that go into every stage of it, the pre-production, the scouting, shooting internationally, all the international cast members that now make up this show and whatnot. What have mm-hmm. you heard? What can you tell us to put our minds at ease, get us excited about what could be you know, in the future for the show? Because look, I'm speaking as a viewer and I'm speaking to somebody who covers the show professionally now and I am biting yeah. my fingernails down to the bone here, wondering if we're going to have a challenge by the end of 2020. What can you tell us to put our minds at ease and what do you know? I will say this. I, I, I will say this. Things for things are definitely looking good for the fans out there that are hoping to get another challenge in by um, by 2021. By 2021, yeah, by the end of the year. Um, obviously, like you know, the the, the 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 challenge. You know, we we are uh, you know at the mercy of the same um, ish- situations and issues that everyone else is. This pandemic definitely threw a wrench in, um, you know, the original plans, I believe that, that, that were, that were put in motion there, but um, you know, we're able to adjust, we're able to adapt. And, uh, and yeah, I, you know, don't be surprised if, um, you know, things weren't, listen, we're getting geared up just like every other television show, every, everyone else's. And um, I'd like to think that, you know, not even a, a, a pandemic has the ability to, uh, to to hold the challenge back. So, and a silver lining is now that they're going to yeah. start testing for the coronavirus, we might actually also find out if you're carrying a baby. Yeah, I was going to say they should start testing for things other than the <laughs> coronavirus, man. Actually, no, they shouldn't. They start testing for for for, for other things, other viruses, bro. We, we wouldn't have a cast. So, yeah. Um, thank <laughs> you, brother. Let's hope they never start testing for STDs, bro, or else. Uh, well, we get to talk, so we get to talk. Um, Johnny, tell everybody where they can watch uh, Worst Cooks. Tell everybody where yep. they can get your online show. Plug uh, Morgan's podcast, all that good stuff. All right. Um, so, yeah, starting off. So for those for those people who don't know, I am on this season's uh, this season of Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition. And that is Sunday nights um, at 9, 8 central. Um, and it's an absolutely amazing cast. Um, what channel is it on? It's Food Network, uh, Sunday nights. Um, Dave Coulier, Uncle, Uncle Joey, or the guy that lives in the house, Joey. Um, Wells Adams, Robin Givens, uh, Sonia Morgan, fabulous cast. Um, I've also now done my own web series. People love watching me cook. So I've now started my own web series at home called cooking in quarantine. Um, that can be found on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and look up Johnny bananas. Um, also, uh, first look, we're still doing first look segments. We're doing a, a segment. We're doing a, a whole segment called athletes at home. And it's basically me interviewing, um, various athletes from various different sports. Uh, Darius Leonard, Colts linebacker, um, Kareem Jackson, uh, Broncos strong safety. I just did an interview with Hunter Pence. Um, and yeah, so we're, so we've got some more athletes basically just figuring out like, you know, what they're, what their idea is about, you know, being at home, how they're getting through this quarantine, what they see for their respective sport when it's going to pick back up. Um, Mandy Rose, WWE superstar. I did an interview with her yesterday. Um, very amazing girl. Um, so yeah, so that's first look. That's on, um, Saturday nights on NBC after SNL, or you can just watch all the segments on our YouTube on first look. And then, yeah, and then Morgan's got her, um, her podcast out. The QLC, the quarter life crisis. 
uh, podcast, which is amazing. They just uh, had Bailey and Swaggy on. Um, amazing episode. They addressed everything that's going on right now. You know, it's very educational. Um, incredible uh, guests. Incredible. Uh, and 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 then they just their most recent guest hasn't come out yet. The Godfather himself, Mark Long, will be on the uh, QLC Girls podcast. So definitely, if you haven't wow. checked, wow, look it's at that, incredible. Yeah, awesome, yeah. brother. And uh, where can people get the merch? You're doing uh, masks for everybody who needs those. Which yep. keep wearing your masks, people. I've been seeing yeah. the masks have been coming off. Keep wearing the masks if you need one. Where can they get one with a big banana on it? RealJohnnyBananas.com. We've got a bunch of other stuff coming out too. Uh, got our summer stuff coming out soon. Uh, we got some really cool Fourth of July, uh, tanks and hats coming out. And I've got a tie dye line that we just, uh, we just got the design for those. Those are going to be coming out soon too. So, so, so check them out. RealJohnnyBananas.com. All right. Johnny, dude, thank you so much, man. Yeah. Um, we should send, Scott, we should send him some shit too. Yeah, they'll get yeah. there in fucking three months, dude. They're, what yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Dude, stuff. Dude. Everything's backed up, dude. I know. I'm going through the same shit, man. Yeah, man. Uh, but yes, we'll get you We'll get you a care package. Right. Just let us know where to send it. Dude, thank you so much for taking Likewise. the time. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I love uh, what you, listen, I know I don't say this enough, but I love what you guys are doing w- w- with the podcast and everything, man. I mean, listen, you guys are you guys are truly like providing fans with like an unreal experience, dude. So, you know, I'm glad I'm glad I could be a part of it. Yo, well, always, thanks for giving bro. us the shit to talk about, man. We appreciate yeah. it. Talk, we'll talk it. soon. Stay safe, talk dude. Soon. Talk soon, boys. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe out there. Later, boys. All right, there he is, Mr. Johnny Bananas himself. He's been on the show a few times, D. Uh, I actually think that might have been our my favorite uh, chat with him so far. Yeah, I mean, he just just like I I text all our guests after we talk and I say thank you. He said he said uh, he said. Uh, felt good getting that out there so you know well uh, you know we do we we feel the same way we like being the spot we like being the stop after the big episode after the big moment um granted we talked about the timing i mean this is in a week where i think a lot of outlets and a lot of places are 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 beating down his door just because there's so much other stuff to talk about in the real world that kind of supersedes the challenge but that being said you know, privileged to be someone uh, somewhere, he can come and get that off of his chest and talk about yeah. that big moment. Yeah, and you know, and for us, it's always appreciated. I mean, this is the you know, this is the face of the franchise. You know, telling us the ins and outs, the stuff that you, the shit you should have heard, um, right here. And uh, you know, it's always it's always a, a blessing to get you know, anytime anybody agrees to come on the show, I'm just uh, you know, I, f- I feel so you know fortunate, you know, that that they come to you know that. You know, they take the time to do it. But, you know, like you said, four or five times from the guy that's been, you know, you know, carrying the the, the show on his back is was amazing. And, and and to hear Kenny, you know, talk about it in the madhouse and sort of passing the torch of some sorts, uh, you know, on an on a on an on an on a on an episode where, you know, you know, Johnny's arch rival Wes, you know, throws himself in there where we have an I, I feel like me and you have been in an argument on how how all this went down, Scott. I feel like you've been on the other side thinking like, oh, this is a great move by Wes. And I'm thinking, are you fucking nuts? And I feel like we've been able to sort of sort it all, all out. Not all great moves. You, Kenny. Not all great moves have to be win-win, you know? And to be honest with you, I don't even think that that's not true in this case because I do think in a way, right? If Wes isn't going to win this season, this is a, this is a cool way to go out. You know, this is big. This is, look, we talk about, you know, we compare the challenge to wrestling all the time, right? 
And, you know, about how people root for their favorites, about how there's a bit of a character element to it. Feuds continue from season to season, right? And sometimes you don't need to win the main event at WrestleMania. You want to be in the main event at WrestleMania. And along the way, you know, nobody remembers when Jericho lost to, uh, you know, Wrestle Fandango at a random WrestleMania along the way. And that could have been if, if Wes took on Fessy three episodes from now or vice versa. So... The reason yeah, but, I like this move is this was put up or shut up for both of them, yeah, but, and Wes ends up getting shut up. Yeah, but the, but the put up or shut up should be happening with the both of them fighting for the title at the end of the game. Not, you know, I don't even think Wes, Wes would say, oh, yeah, this is the way I would want to go out. Oh, this was great for me. Oh, this was, you know, this was a, this was a great moment. I think even Wes is going to say, nah, nah, dude, that was, that was not good. You know, like I probably shouldn't have done. I think but that's hindsight. I, I, you know what I mean? I, look, 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 look. If even West, the jo- look, even the Jordan thing, even when Jordan threw himself in, it's yes, arguably one of the most memorable moments in elimination challenge history. He fucking just flips up all the cards. You got Laurel in, in the corner saying, fucking do it, do it. He goes in there and it's the, now known as one of the biggest bonehead moves in challenge history. I'm sorry. I I I don't want to be known as one of the biggest bonehead moves in challenge history. But uh, you're you and I'm me. Look, uh, I, I I understand people are going to break it down strategically. Strategically, was it the best move? Absolutely not. But to me, I think, and this is again more with the wrestling parallel. I love a move that is like you know. 60% strategy, 40% entertainment. You know, I like that. I like that this season had a moment like that. So far, we've seen this thing get strategized to death. We've seen the fact that they are manipulating this red skull rule. They are picking and choosing opponents in the perfect circumstance and this and that. I love that we got West versus Johnny, not in a banger, but we got West versus Johnny in an elimination that proved who was better on the day halfway through the season. Boom. We got a main event. We got a mini final in the middle of the season. Look, I've heard would different eliminations have been more satisfying? Sure. One that I think was actually a great point to go back to the podcast I listened to, uh, shouts to Allie Evans. This was her idea was everyone always goes to, we want a hall brawl. We want a pole wrestle. She said, I would have loved to see them in that final elimination from War of the Worlds 2 that Nani and Ashley had. Remember they had it. It was like a little mini final. It was a lot of running. And then at the end, it was a puzzle. That would have been cool to see them go against that. They don't necessarily need to bang heads like a couple of moose knuckles, but to see something like that would have been a little bit more fulfilling. But I thought this was cool. We got all the hyperbole. We got TJ Lavin's line. I've been waiting my whole challenge career to see you two go at it. And now the stars have aligned. Like, I I got goosebumps when I heard that. I really did. Yeah. I I mean, I think that the wall was kind of, you know, at least there's punching and kicking involved. You know, maybe they didn't do the. I think, you know, know, I don't know where I think they dropped the ball here. I think that I should have been like, I don't know if you know, you know, I know you watch a little bit of Survivor, but the way that Survivor challenges break down a lot of the time is there's like two legs of it are physical. And along the way, you're like collecting puzzle pieces and then they always end with a little puzzle. I think that this should have ended with a little puzzle. No, get been... the fuck out of here. Go back to Survivor. Go back to Survivor. Okay, well, this, so so go but, to Survivor. Okay, but this the, the way this ended was I'm he done. Ju- I'm he just done. he grabbed three b- batteries out of a wall. That was it. You don't think it well, would have been a little bit of a, a more of a suspenseful element if you grab the three batteries and then you got to put them together in uh, some sort of order, like a little bit. Not 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 even with the wrestling WWF hat that I put on. Do I I I want to see 
you know, uh, s- some sort of, you know, you know, flying elbow drop. I still want to see something physical. I no, do I not know that. I know that. I'm saying within the con- characters finish the game on, you know, putting this puzzle together. I okay, don't but wanna- my point is this. You're not going to. Okay, so right now we know that the, this is the elimination they got. This, this is the happy, hand that they were dealt. This was, Scott, this was a happy medium. This was like. You know, uh, this it, it wasn't quite the wheelbarrow. Like the wheelbarrow thing was like exciting, right? With like Jenna and Tori, that was you know two bigger names. Tori's supposed to win. Jenna's like checked out. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it, and it was like it was so exciting. It was so weird. And they were all, you know all they were doing was breaking you know break breaking bricks, cinder blocks, and 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 and, and moving the wheelbarrow. You know, so you know with this one. I didn't uh, say it was a smart move. I said it was a baller move. It, there was no baller. Baller means like you fucking came up with something. He didn't come up with anything. He's not happy. He's not happy with what happened. You I, know? I don't know. I think next best scenario after winning the season is, is having a moment like this, uh, having an episode like this. I'll tell you what. This is better than last season. Him going down blindsided and losing the bear when he was sick, you know? Short, short of cashing, short of cashing out in the final, this is next best scenario to me, I think. And even if he doesn't feel that way, that's how I would feel if I was Wes. If I was somebody, he continues to build the brand of Wes versus Johnny. The feud continues. The, the latest chapter in their feud was this respectful sort of halfway through the season. Hey, alliance time is done. Let's see who to better manage. Okay. It was you this time. See you next time. I, again, the goal is a million dollars. So, it, so even if Wes won, there was still a ro- another road at, ahead of him. You know, so most it's people like, agree with you. I'm not going to lie. You're right. You, most people agree right. with you. This was not the right move. This was not the smart move. But I have not said it was the it right was, move or a, the smart move. And it was move. a complete alliance breaker on it that. The ball you know, move. the only the only way this wins, the only way your argument wins, is if he had done it for the franchise. And this was what was best for the franchise and the, the season needed this iconic, you know, battle, which, you know, it wasn't even a one on one. It wasn't even like the, the headbanger that, you know, we would like to classify as, you know, this, this epic, you know, moment. It, it's like, so, you know, it, look, it is what it is. I, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like you're going to, you're lose you've lost the argument and you need to fucking, Agree with me that it's not, you know, whatever to each their own. Well, no, but I just think we're ta- we're talking about two different things. So, a hundred percent, I agree with you. The wrong move strategically. You you stay out of the fights, Don. You, you, if you you've, you've managed to create this alliance with Johnny, ride it to the finish line. I get you. I totally get it. As a viewer, popcorn in hand baller move. I dig it. Um, okay. Guys, if you want to hear more of us breaking down this episode, if you're ready for it, uh, patreon.com slash challenge mania. Kenny Santucci was our guest. You can hear that podcast. You can hear every single madhouse we've done this season. Mark Long, Cliff Hogg, Kellyanne Judd, Marie and Brad at the same time. A couple of just me and D in there. Some really fun podcasts. Darrell Taylor, uh, some great guests. We're going to keep the guests coming every Wednesday. As soon as challenge goes off the air, we take your questions exclusively. Patreon.com slash challenge mania. It's a great bonus podcast series. One of the many reasons 
reasons to become a patron. We give away stuff left and right over there. We have cool interactive contests, a lot of fun stuff over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. Free shipping until June 12th, depending on when you listen to this. You might be able to get free shipping on orders, $45 or more at challengemania.shop. We've got new Anissa gear. We've got new Ashley gear. Depending on when you're listening to this, we might have some new other gear, some new Challenge Mania swag over there. So always bookmark the page, challengemania.shop. Check that stuff out over there. D, anything else before we let everybody go? Oh, yeah. With this elimination, by the way, didn't even ask the freaking question. How close was it? Did you see Johnny winning three to two or did you see Johnny winning three to one? I honestly, I had to ask Lindsay, did Wes get any of them? So it was three wow. to one. I think it was three to one. Okay. Um, but I, to me, it felt like, so, so I'm, I, I'm totally with you. Normally we do ask how close was it, whatever. But I think since he was two ahead, you know, it's almost even hard to quantify how close it was. Cause if he didn't even have that last second to last one, clearly Johnny was very far ahead, um, when it comes down to it. But yeah, I mean, look, I think it would have been cool to have a little bit of an equalizer at the end where it's like, you know, a lot of people have criticized this elimination for being very similar to the D and Ashley elimination earlier, saying that there's a bit of luck involved depending yeah. on. Now, here's the question. Were the batteries put in the same place on both sides? Were they in their equal pu- putting so, of both or what? So so the way I saw it at the end, because I, I went and I replayed it because I wanted to see how close this was. And I would think one would think that there's one at the bottom the like the bottom six tiers, the middle six tiers, and the top six tiers. Maybe there was ten, right? Say bottom ten somewhere, middle ten somewhere, top ten somewhere. So you got to at least climb to the top to get the to get the last one. And I saw Johnny get you know uh, lower, middle, and top in different orders. Um, but I also saw Wes's side, and I thought that Wes got his got to his third one but the but but two of them were down at the bottom so i thought he had one in the middle and then found two on the bottom which i would be like oh that's that's not fair you know because but initially if you're playing this game you're like there's got to be one at the top there absolutely 100% has to be one at the top cuz if you got two of them down in the first like bottom 10 tiers like you know, what's the point of this game? I so, think maybe it might have been somebody, a mind, it might have been a mind fuck, like, hey, put some at the bottom, they're gonna assume they're at the top. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. But it, so after I replayed it, it did look like it looked like the same clip from the the bottom one twice. So the last time where it looks like to me like it's his third one and he kind of just like gives up on it, I believe he pulls it out from the bottom. So I do think it was three to two with a third one in hand, just the buzzer had sounded and he kind of just like, you know, gave up on it. So that's the way I looked at it. Maybe at some point down the line, we can get Wes's take. Um, but I guess, you know, cause he's, he's really, well, or whoever else, you know, we get on before him. If that, you know, we can find out. Just remind me, remind us, re- remind us to 
find out how close that was. Yes, please do. You know where to find us. You can always email us, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. You know Johnny Bananas can be found there if you want to thank him for coming on the show at Johnny Bananas. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. On Twitter, I'm at Shot of Jaeger. On Instagram, I'm at Scott of Jaeger. Facebook.com slash challengemaniapodcast is where you can get us over there. If you want to hear us do the Madhouse every Wednesday, patreon.com slash challengemania. If you want to sample, email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. Free shipping until June 12th over at challengemania.shop. And everybody, just want to thank you guys so much. Uh, all the positivity we've seen in the Challenge Mania community over the past couple weeks, uh, sticking with each other, uh, sticking together, and really um, doing a good job spreading a good message out there. Uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, and to, to, to keep the energy going and, and to not just, you know, treat it like a one week thing. Um, even if, you know, podcasts and entertainers and uh, reality stars and TV networks and news outlets do start to segue back into, I, I don't want to say sort of, um, normalcy, but as you do see podcast plugs start to come up and you do see, you know, people start to tweet more about the show and, oh, cast rumors and this and that. And as that stuff starts to get back into the feed along with the messages and the protests and stuff like that, um, keep it going and don't let it leave your consciousness and, and keep learning, keep listening. Um, as I mentioned, Tyrone Graham on the Hedrick Files, Ron Bananas podcast, listen to that. A lot of good info in there. Um, and uh, learn how to be a better ally. And it's not enough to just not be racist. I know a lot of you guys listen to this. Everybody listens probably is not racist, but um, you also got to be anti-racist and uh, do your part in making sure that everybody knows that and hears that. So, um, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a good weekend. Week. Have a good week. Have a good week. <laughs> have a good month. Yeah. Who knows? Pandemic, man. It all feels the same. So uh, yeah. stay safe out there, guys. Uh, still, the COVID is still with us. Stay safe. Wear those masks. Um, you know, be cognizant of, of who's around you, giving people their space and everything like that. And uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll be able to look into your beautiful eyes and see your beautiful faces at a Challenge Mania Live um, sometime in the near future. That's another thing we have up over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Full audio of our Nashville show. Can you believe it? The January 25th of 2019 or 2020 I should say and that ended up being our last challenge mania for at least six months who knows how long so if you want to mm -hmm. listen to it go to patreon.com slash challenge mania but hopefully we will have a new one for you and be able to start because look I, I do see people starting to plan I do see um, states opening up 15% capacity athletic events and stuff like that we hear the NBA might be back coming to Orlando I know there won't be any fans there but things are evolving we're learning uh, how to per, uh, perhaps do some some forms of gathering. So uh, Challenge Mania Live might not be too far behind. We do still have two dates on the calendar. We're still TBD on whether they take place August 1st in Dallas, Texas at the Addison Improv. And the Addison Improv is doing shows. So um, they've got their precautions. They've got their procedures. They are doing comedy shows. Our show is a little different, so we are going to handle it a little differently. We are going to ride this thing out and, and revisit it towards the end of July and see if we're going to do it. But we also have our show in um, – the Flagstaff, Arizona area on September 19th, still technically on the calendar. So who knows? Look, I put it at 50-50 at, at for Dallas. I would put it maybe at 60-40, 70-30 for Flagstaff. Who knows? Uh, everything's changing by the day, and uh, states are getting back up and running, Texas being one of them. So um, who knows? Fingers crossed, and maybe we'll be seeing you guys soon. All right. 
Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate everything you guys are doing. We're seeing you. If you have any information you want to send us, anything you want us to read or hear, please email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. You know where to find us on Twitter. Uh, We love all the information and all the stuff that that is being um, brought to our attention because, you know, um, there's a lot out there. And sometimes, you know, you got to be able to have something put in front of your face and you read it and you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened or I can't believe this is something I didn't know. Keep sending it to us. Really appreciate it. At Shot of Jaeger, at Derek MTV on Twitter. And uh, have a great week, guys. Yep. Play your part. Play your part. All right, guys. This ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future.